Hello, it is the 368th episode of the Unranked Podcast. I am Christian Humes, and today I'm here with Tom Caswell. Back, back from the dead. What is up? Back from the falls of Niagara. Back from the Niagara Falls. I can't believe I was so looking forward to the trip, and then it's like done now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how was I the, have... uh, the barrel ride over the falls? I mean, I tell you, there's something kind of hypnotic about them where you kind of are like, I kind of want to get in there. Like, I kind of <laughs> want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it was it's an I intrusive mean, we'll, thought. We'll we'll get into it, but yeah. it was um, you know, I I'd had it very underplayed by anyone that I'd spoken to. It was very much like, it's cool, but it's whatever. And I got there and I was like, this is a natural wonder. Like, holy cow. I've heard people uh, say that about like the Grand Canyon. And then I saw the Grand Canyon. I'm like, people are out of their fucking minds. Oh, what? That it's not impressive? Yeah. Like, it's not like amazing? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I took, and you know, we saw it on like a, a rainy day. Um, you know, it was because it was like the warmest day, but also like the grossest day. Um, and so it was very misty, obviously, because like mm. the water's getting churned and like there's so much moisture in the air. So like visibility wasn't great. Like the conditions were obviously not ideal, but still, even just like stand, like being able to stand like ten, like a dozen feet from where the water was going over, I was looking at it like, oh wow. So I was, I was amazed, and that that it is funny because we are Brooke and I are going to be um, over in LA in September for a mm. thing, um, and so we're kind of like thinking of which probably going to try and do an extended stay to like see people, uh, yourself included. But um, yes, I made a list. <laughs> but I was like, I kind of want to go see the can. Like I, you know what I mean. Like I, I we should go see the canyon if we can. Mm. So yeah, um, I and mean, we'll get more into my trip and stuff uh, after Pokemon and things. But yeah, I, uh, I'm glad to be back though. Glad to be back podcasting and back to the grind. You know, hell yeah, your um, your shirt, your Nike shirt. Hmm. Something Start about it. Birthday. It's a little Star Trekky. Like you could just put the Star Trek logo. Maybe it's it, the color. I, it is. It it's is like very Captain Gold. Yeah. I think the shininess is more just like the camera. The camera. It okay. is. It is a little bit more muted. Okay. Um, in terms of color in real life, but it is that kind of gold, like yeah. a rusted gold kind of. I'd say. Yeah. I mean, I was literally just watching Picard before we did this, so that's awesome. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> you know. Very nice. Um, why don't we open up, Tom? Let's do it. Let's do it. I Let's start it. with the Pokemon. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I mean, that's how we do it on this show. Well, Tom, last week we did one of the evolutions of Clam Pearl. This week we'll do the other. It's Gorbis. Terrible name. <laughs> okay. Real ugly Pokemon. Gorbis. Also straight water type. Kind of like the alternative hunt. Tale, why? Which... Why are we doing this? Here we go. Why are we doing the? <laughs> okay. Go on. <laughs> Couple of things. That's I'm. I'm so ready to be done with this generation. So ready. Yeah. Um. Because it's just water. Well, hey, basic we're, water. We're two thirds away. And I. I know we are close. We are close. And. But the other thing is, is I typed in Gorbis and I just did it off the spur of how I thought it was spelled. And I spelled it G G O R B Y S. Okay. Which is a brand. And we got to get some of these for maybe on Snacked if you, if you search it up, G O R B Y S. Right, 
yeah uh for for those at home as well uh it is a pie like a savory pie this this says gorby's though i feel like, i know right? it, it definitely okay. does it definitely does this is definitely gorby's okay but what's going oh my god there's a chili cheese one there's a taco one what what am i looking at i this is a pierogi there's a Gor, gorby's pierogi what is this it says pie it says miss it's i mean this says gorby's original pierogi p i r o g oh oh Oh. I mean, it it, lo it looks like a like a savory pie, right? It looks yeah. like a meat pie. Tom, I want to get one of those. You, you should try one of these meat pies. I think it's Scandinavian, from what I'm seeing here. What's a pierogi? This is incredible. We've discovered a new. Yeah, forget the Pokemon. Yeah, this is, this is the new thing. We misspell the Pokemon. Try and find the closest <laughs> food stuff we've never heard of. <laughs> So it is. It is a type of pie. Pierogi is a ba a baked case of dough with either sweet or savory filling, and it's kind of this thing where the pie it's like a, a pie without the top, and then the sides are kind of folded in. Uh, from Eastern Europe, that makes sense, right? It's got to be related to the pierogi. Yeah, because pierogi is like a dumpling, right? The Russian plural pierogi. Oh, pierogi, with the stress on the last syllable, should not be confused with pierogi in Polish right, cuisine, fine. which are dumplings similar to Russian pelmeni or Ukrainian varenki. Yep, uh, okay, so I I just yeah. googled it now. Pierogi, also, just fucking bread and meat. I mean... It's a different, many, but I it's mean, it's it's like everything steamed. Bread and meat, right? Yeah, but it's like steamed. It's not like a pot. It's not like a... Uh, yeah, a doughy. It's not like a we got to get back to the Pokemon before we get into a stupid. Yeah, like, but I'm gonna I'm dog, gonna see if I can like, order some of these because these look situation. great. This looks right up my alley. Sure. Yeah. Um. All right. So this is Gorbis Road. Great. But how am I spelling Gorbis? Well, Tom, how about I tell you? Uh, let me just Google. Don't go don't Google it. Don't Google okay. it. I'm gonna tell you the name etymology. Then we'll see if okay. you can spell it right. Oh, okay. There we the go. The name Gorbis is a combination of Gore and Abyss which may refer to the deep-sea environment where the ribbon eels are often found. So is it G-O-R-E-B-Y-S-S? -S? No E. Oh, no, it is. It's G-O-R-E. It is. It I was going to say, because yes, if yes. there's no E, then it is Gorbis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Gorbis pierogies. Pierogies. Not to be confused with pierogies. Uh, okay, G-O-R-E-B-Y-S-S. Well, I think the double S makes you say bis. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because it's not B Y apostrophe. Mm. Oh yeah, this thing. Uh, yeah. I think this might have come up in the fuckable Pokemon chat, maybe at some point. Really? Um, I don't. It's just very suggestive. I feel. Well, I mean, it kind of looks like it's coming out of like. Is it got a know, bra? Is the tip it... of your dog's furry <laughs> penis. It's like. <laughs> it, it does look like a dog dick. <laughs> oh no! It does. Even though it's it's very clearly though. This Pokemon, uh, a female, right? Yeah. This is it's very, very much. Even though it was a fifty percent male, fifty percent female, um, the fact that it has two clamshells over its, uh, fish tits, teats, fish teats. Yeah. Oh man. Um, now, I, I take a little umbrage with um, people saying that this is based off of the eel. I love it. Eel. I love it when people take umbrage. Go ahead. 
uh, because it's very clearly based off of, and I, they list as much here, by the way, that it could be based off of several yeah. animals. It's very much based off of the chimera, which is yeah. not like the um, folklore chimera, not like the, but there's a deep sea creature called the chimera, and it is very like sort of ghostly pale, and it looks fucking exactly the same. Like it does mm. have fins, it has the top fin. Um, the 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 eel does not really look like this. It doesn't. Now, no, no, it doesn't. The other thing about this is they're like, oh, it could be based off of the oarfish. It doesn't really look like the oarfish. And you know what is based off of the oarfish? The other evolution, the one we had last week, the huntail. Right. So I don't. Whoever whoever What's edited this, here? yeah, like we got a a little work needs to be done to this page. I think <laughs> is what is happening here. Um. And I tell you what, man, I'm looking at yeah. I took I took a little sneak peek at the next couple of weeks, and boy, we really are. Oh, are we hitting some some muggos? Oh god, muggos coming up. Well, it's just first off, back to back water Pokemon. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, I love good water type Pokemon, but they're not good. <laughs> they're all the ones that you see, and you're like, ones. oh, okay. these fucking ones. It's anyway. funny though because I I'll almost never use them because I always primarily pick the water type starter. Mm, so as much right. as I like a water type Pokemon, if it's not a starter, it's probably never getting in my fucking team, except Vaporeon and Lapras. Weirdly, I had a very uh I had a very big bias. There are many times where I would play Pokemon Red and Blue and I'd have three fucking water type Pokemon on my team. But also water type was like super stacked against the amount of like the kind of Pokemon you were going up against in the original game. Uh mm. especially because they could learn ice type. So there was a lot of a lot of good reason for that. You could kind of just like plow your way right through the Elite Four with those white boys. Love to um, plow. Yeah, Tom loves a good plow. Uh, yeah. Not a whole lot else to say about this Pokemon. It does have psychic type moves, which is probably the thing that makes it the most interesting. I really think um, if you made this today, if this Pokemon were conceived today and they went with the exact same designs, the biggest change would be Huntail and Gorbis would have both been water type and they both would have had a slightly different second type. We yeah. Probably would have gotten like dark and psychic or something like that. Well, and it does say it that like be. it's typing, this one's typing is water, but like in one of the spinoffs, like it, it is psychic or something like that. Like, which is weird. Yeah. They didn't update it and they've done, they've done updates, they've done updates Pokemon yeah. typing. So it just tells you how much the Pokemon company gives a shit. They probably forgot about this Pokemon. So I think yep. we should too. And let's move on. Tom. I'm so ready. You weren't here last week. No. Tell me about your trip. We haven't, we haven't really heard about it in the, yeah. uh, you sent some pictures. I enjoyed the pictures, but, uh, you know, I, I like how you are very good at unwinding when you take your vacations. You're not really <laughs> online. You know, you're not trying to do your streams. You're like, Hey, I'm taking a, yeah, Checking you out. need to take the you need to take the time off, and uh, you. I also do the thing where if I go anywhere, I take time off after that because we got back and like Brooke was like, I have to work tomorrow, and I was like, I don't because I took this week off as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I definitely, definitely take advantage of vacation days. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. We went to a a town a place called Youngstown, New York. It's about as far north in New York state as you can get. And therefore one of yeah. the most Northern, what is the word for everything that is within the mainland mass of the U S what's that word? Contiguous. It's about as far North in the contiguous United States as you can get as well. Um, 
and we were on Lake Ontario. It was, I mean, we may as well have been on the ocean. Like we were this, it was a a lake house there still or. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. What was weird was because we were like literally like maybe a mile from where the Niagara river breaks into the, um, into the lake, the snow in the town, like where we were staying was like just minor flurries but like one morning we woke up and we're like, oh, it's flurrying a little bit. And then like we drove five miles down the highway to like the actual like small town that is nearby where all the like bakeries and like, you know, where to get breakfast and all that is. And like it was like a blizzard. It was insane. And we could see it like we were driving and it was like open skies above us. And then it was just like the craziest fucking like not storm, but just like dark snowy clouds ahead and yeah just like i guess like geographically because of the river and the lake it it creates kind of like a buffer where the snow doesn't get as bad there but you go like two miles that way and like it's 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 crazy Mm. so um so we're in youngstown we went we did go across to the the canadian side there is not great um at least I'm assuming. I used to go. Um, I had a grandma that lived upstate New York, very far okay. north, not too far away. Probably like a good forty-five minutes away. I don't think I was blown away. Uh, the 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 best meal that I would say we had was in um, Buffalo, New York, which we actually did on well, the last okay. day. I mean, you're going to the city. Yeah, but it's. I mean, it's north. Like it's it's twenty minutes from yeah, where yeah, we were yeah. staying. But uh, they had outside of Buffalo, though, the, a lot of those towns are fucking tiny. Yeah, it's they were super rural. It was it was OK. Like I got I was excited because I ordered on the, my birthday. We went to this place and I ordered a P, PB&J burger. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited. I've never had one. I'm so excited to have it. And I was, I was, I was disappointed. I will say that. <laughs> but we had duck wings and they were fantastic. But duck is always good no matter where you go. As long as I never ate it. I you never had know. duck. All oh, right, 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 right. Unless they start getting that lad made duck. Maybe. Oh yeah. Beyond duck. Yeah. Um <laughs> beyond duck. We uh but yeah, we, we went across, we went up to a town called Niagara on the lake. Um, which if they had a bridge, like it's right across from where we were staying basically on the Canadian side, but we had to go down you know, 20 minutes, then it's a 10 minute thing to mm. get across the border, then it's another 20 minutes up. And I was like, fuck, if there was just a bridge right where we were like we would have been there and like this time um so yeah we we were up there got some new shoes and yeah we saw the falls and it it was uh it was um upsetting because we were at the falls and i just kind of checked my phone and that's when i saw your text about lance reddick and i was like oh this is like the worst time (laughs) and we went we kind of like went inside and i kind of had to have i kind of like sat down for like five minutes and was like looking it up and like i was like i have to put like i i just need to get something out there and then um kind of had to like be like okay put that on pause but it it kind of like hit me in the face yeah this Um, was probably the biggest celebrity death in a while for me in a while for sure yeah Yeah, i honestly like the last time i was upset probably since chatwick that's exactly what i was thinking and it's because i think it's the shocking nature of it honestly as much as Chadwick Boseman upset me, like for me, just because like on a personal You're more level, connected to the stuff that he's done. Yeah, so, but yeah. this reminded me a lot more also of like Grant and Mahara too. 
where it was just like oh god i forgot he passed away yeah and it was just it was just out of nowhere it was just like it was the exact same thing they were like yeah he didn't wake up like and it was like and you know and then of course like you want like answers but like no one really wants answers you know like yeah. you want to leave everyone alone but also like there's just a like oh like fuck like that sucks but also like good on people like keeping whatever like close to their chest like because you know all of these people's lives are constantly invaded by media so it's like of course you don't want to put fucking everything out there no yeah i mean it's it's almost you got to retain people's privacy um but yeah it's it's and it was one of those you know i was i was telling when i was talking about with people i was like it it always felt to me like he was just getting better and better and like he was getting like and he was going to be like you even despite having done some amazing character work over his very long career it still felt like his best shit was ahead of him yes. it still felt that like he yes. was just going to be like this great elderly statesman actor who was just going to continue to be like and you know you put if you put him in your project it was great if he was around for 30 more years he would have had 30 more years of great work exactly you know like yeah or until he just decided he didn't want to do it anymore. yeah and it's uh oh man it's unfortunate it, it was uh yeah and it was uh yeah it's i mean what can you say i mean look uh, our podcast listeners we talked about it last week too so sorry like yeah. twice in a row we're being bubbers but like we had a fucking podcast episode named after him. we're big lance fans yeah, we do uh, it was funny because i was trying to find a tweet because i thought he had like maybe tweeted the podcast and i was going to do some retweeting there but it, i was just remembering like interactions he had with us when yeah. we had tweeted from yeah. our personal accounts but i googled like unranked lance reddick and i was like fuck we have an episode <laughs> named after him like <laughs> i mean i literally i used um i used chat gpt and i was like how many episodes on my podcast featured like lance reddick and it so it looked at like the show notes there were like a dozen but like his Does name it... was like listed in the Shit. show. Notes. I didn't know that Chat GPT could do that. That's cool, bro. It knows everything now. It didn't know. Yeah. Although it's super wrong. Like when I, I said, "Tell me more about Alex Marinell." <laughs> so like I'm like, "Do you know who Alex Marinell is?" And they're like, "Yes, Alex Marinell is one of the hosts of the Unranked Podcast." But then that it, you know, along with Christian Cubes, Dad Weed, you know, Alex discusses latest gaming news. But then it goes off the rails. It goes outside of the podcast. Marinella was a writer and comedian based in New York City. <laughs> he has written for television shows and worked on various <laughs> comedy projects, including web series. I'm like, well, I made uh... look, maybe Chappy maybe Chat GPT knows something that we don't. <laughs> you know, Tuna can't make it today. You know, what's he? He's probably he's probably heads down writing, you know, comedy writing. Speaking of which, by the way, uh, I have written the first draft of that script. Great. It's it's done. Uh, it is the that is I think the hardest thing about writing is getting just it done, uh, editing and like honing it down. Like I I find much easier, uh, and there needs to be some honing and editing down. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna send it to some folks and have like some of my writer friends like take a look and send them everything. Life. But I am yeah, I'd love love for you to get. Well, I'm not gonna send it to Tuna, but I'll definitely have you take take a look at it when uh, <laughs> maybe it's had a couple more rounds of edits first. But um, yeah, I'm re- I'm honestly really happy with it. I'm I'm gonna get the ball rolling on while well, it editing and stuff, but like kind of pre 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 production of sure. 
getting back in the groove of remembering like okay we gotta we gotta do this this has to happen this you know all these things yeah um so it is written i'm very excited about that um yeah i like basically took a day at that at that uh lake house and uh yeah what else on the trip yeah buffalo new york cool didn't it was it was all you know it was cold and like not not a lot of things were you know open to stuff but i would love to go back in the summer uh because i feel like it'd be really popping then yeah it'd be very Um, different yeah well you brought up um (laughs) okay yeah, yeah, yeah that's i just i didn't so you brought up your script last uh-huh. week so you really should listen to uh last week a oh, great so last week we got a voicemail right you heard it yeah right? i sent it to you i sent a response um i believe it was kill care bears and uh you know we're, yeah, everyone's pulling your leg on your uh cable story about the show sure. in the forest uh we're having a good time we asked you to send us a reply podcast was long over by the time you sent this because you Mm -hmm. sent it the next day so i will play that reply now for our audience okay but here's here's what tom thought i mean i can just do it (laughs) perfect no notes great so kill care bears that's what he thinks about your uh your idea perfect yep no notes i mean it's perfect because i came up with it yeah um but no, I in all seriousness, and I don't want to talk about it too much because like it's gonna make the project like so frustrating if I have to hear jokes about it constantly. Yeah, of course. Um, but I am really excited about it, and I definitely um, you know, in the process of writing, obviously, like new ideas came to mind and stuff. So um, I, yeah, I'm I'm hopefully gonna be able to to actually make it a thing. So yeah, that's speaking of writing, Tom. Mm. Um. Last night, I had a edible, but I hadn't really eaten much, mm-hmm. so I was pretty high. And I wrote out all of the bullet points for what I think would make the perfect seventh season of Lost. <laughs> oh God! Okay. And I've really developed something here, Tom. Okay. This is this is good. I'm going to give you a taste of it, but I think and then what I'm going to do is should we dissect in the post show? Well, I think what I'm actually going to do, Tom, mm. is I might I might develop this a little bit more just okay. for fun. Um, and then I might make like a YouTube video for like uh season seven of Lost. I was thinking about even using like. And look, I hate AI art generators, but I don't care when they're used for jokes, especially if it's not like art and it's like fake live action. You know, like all the fake photos of Trump being arrested. I'm like, well, this sure. is, you know, like it's photorealism. Like it's not, you know. Yeah. But I'm not interested in using it for like actual artwork. Yeah. You know? uh, but I am thinking about using it to like make images of like what it would be based I'm, on the things I'm, I'm saying. Incredible. And then doing a whole thing because... I've really, I've really got, I mean, the long and short of it is it's, it all takes place 40 years after the events of loss. And basically all of the original people are gone. They're all they're They've all passed on. In fact, it basically opens with the last one of them at their funeral. So it's like the last funeral for one of them. Huh? Um, 
all of the main characters, the majority at least of the main characters are all the children that were like attached to the original survivors who like their stories are very like unfinished. Including Walt or? Yes. So Walt okay. is like the island protector. Okay. Hurley passed it on to him relatively sh- like shortly after uh, in, in this story, Hurley actually only stays island protector for a handful of years. Like he and Ben, they do like great work. They fucking crush it. And then Walt is kind of given the reins and they go and just kind of live out their lives sort of quietly uh, and move on. Um, Walt and Vincent, Vincent, he has made immortal like R- Richard Alfred. So now Walt and Vincent can live on the island forever, which I think is the ideal situation. It's got Aaron, right? Grown up Aaron. Oh, right. It's got yes. grown up, grown up Charlie, the child of Desmond and Penny. It's got grown up Ji Young of Sun and Jin. It's got. Oh, uh, I didn't know they had a kid. Okay. It's got grown up Clementine Sawyer's kid with Cassidy. Oh, correct. <laughs> yeah. It's got uh, season six. You'll remember this possibly, but there's a character named Dogen. He runs the temple. He was offered by Jacob to go to the island and run essentially like oversee the temple if Jacob were to save his kid. So his kid would be in it. And also uh, Juliet, the nephew that she basically like when she was able to get her sister pregnant, but she never got to meet her nephew, Julian, him as well. So like that is like the core group. Lost the next generation. That's basically what it is. (laughs) There's a new Dharma station, Tom. Do you remember the comic book in the first episode in the first few episodes lost that walt had yeah with the it's like a green lantern comic book yeah it is and it's in spanish there was a polar bear in it so everyone's like oh this is gonna have other hints in it one of the things that it had in it was like there was a base station that looked like it was like in the antarctic and it was under a dome and then within that was like a biodome and there was like an island so everyone was like oh shit they're not actually on an island. They're actually like under some kind of a dome is what like people were. This is basically going to call back to that and that there's another secret Dharma station in Antarctica. They call it the shell because it's all under the dome. Right. And they're doing dark matter research, which we do in places like this because it's one of the places where they think that they're able to you know, locate and, and test dark matter to replicate. They want to synthesize the energy pockets that they found on the island. But doing that is causing hmm. problems on the island because they released the energy from the swan hatch. When Desmond did that, that energy went out into the you know open. It was no longer contained. And now the experiments they're doing is harnessing that, but now that's fucking up the island. So now these guys all got to get together. And there's a lot of like kind of fucked up shit. Like Aaron probably grew up underneath these like crazy fucked up moms. So like you know, there's a lot of like unresolved things he's gonna have. Ji Young. Also, a lot of unresolved problems. Probably blame Sawyer for both of her parents being dead. Uh, so there, there are several characters here who are gonna kind of dis- like have problems with one another. I've got like a whole thing for Daniel Faraday's book. It's Tom. It's good. All right, all right, all right. I can't wait to see, see and hear more about it. Um, I've been playing a lot of games over. Go uh, ahead, please regale me week or so but it's mostly still been you know bipping and bopping in vr yeah doing a lot of bipping and bopping i gotta tell you tom i'm really liking pavlov 
Anyone out there that's a listener, if you play Pavlov? I played Pavlov. some yesterday, actually. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I uh, I picked it up. I played it. I played it long enough to, like, feel a little uneasy in my stomach. Yes. Um, Because it's intense. That was, like, the first 15 minutes yeah. the first time I played it. And then I, then I made it, like, 30 the second time I played it. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's a cool game. It is basically just call of duty maps uh, you know yep. and you have but it it is the it is the thing that you have in like valorant and csgo so i guess it's more like csgo where it is the better you do the more money you make which you can spend on guns before the round starts and like upgrades and everything yep. um but yeah i mean if you this is going to although chris you found your sea legs pretty quickly but if you are someone who is prone to motion sickness in vr this is like the ultimate test of that i mean i forced my way into it like i i did the tutorial for like 15 minutes and i couldn't yeah. finish the tutorial the first time because i was just so the second time i got through the tutorial then the third time i did like a match with just bots and then i did that again and by i think the fifth time i played it i played for like two hours and i was able to play like the multiplayer and stand yeah. up and i only maybe felt a tiny bit nauseous i wouldn't even call it nauseous but i felt a little like uneasy although i do yeah. i got a Man, I, it it like it's, fucks it's with not, reality though. Staying yes, in VR too yes. long, man. Yep, yes it does. <laughs> like, you, like you'll be touching things with your hand, and my like my phone feels the like dimension. it's not real. Yeah, yeah. When I'm like yeah. holding my phone. Yep. What is that? Like my hands don't feel like my hands. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's so I, weird. Yeah, it's uh, it'll fuck it'll fuck with you. A is little there bit. a name for that yet? You know, like with the Tetris effect, where people would start seeing like. Is there? I wonder if there's a term for this yet. There probably is. Probably just a VR effect. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to offend anyone. If you're big in VR, I know Noah, you are. Maybe you actually have an answer. If if you know what that is, let me know. Um, but every time I try and join VR communities, like there's just because it's so tech bro adjacent, it's also Mm. filled with a lot of the worst people. There's like, you know, there's a lot of crossover with like the NFT community. with the uh vr community which is unfortunate and just jack offs like that and i'm like all right well how do i how do i find out what's good how do i get you know in here um so i played played a lot of pavlov i'm almost done with the last clock tower the last few puzzles are very involved so i've actually like before where i was just playing until like i you know it's like all right i just gotta stop playing now it's like all right i'm gonna do this one Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm going to be kind of mentally exhausted from it after I do this one. So then I'm going to go do some puzzling places, and I'm going to put together a fucking puzzle. Still one of my favorite experiences in VR is the puzzling places, partially because it is uh, very properly utilizing the eye tracking, which I think is, like, sort of the secret sauce of the PSVR 2. And a lot of the games don't really use it yet. And I imagine a mm-hmm. lot more future games as they yeah. start to and they build more games for PSVR 2, yeah. they're going to be a lot better. Um, C Smash is coming out in a few months. I downloaded the demo for that. Did you get to try it out? I sent you the link. Oh, no, I, I was going to d- download that today. And then I got around to I actually uh, got code for uh, Resident Evil 4. So I ended up playing a bit of that um, as well as like today I I've been playing a lot of Destiny, and so I kind of wanted a, a a break from from gaming in general. So I ended up reading just like a bunch of like comics and like graphic novels that have been on the back burner. So 
I didn't really play a lot of games today, but I might jump. And then also, like, I wasn't feeling that great today, so I was like, yeah, VR you know, is probably VR not. You're tired. Or yeah. Anything. Yeah. Um, I was like, I, I'm gonna wait until maybe tomorrow to jump into that. But that looked cool, and I guess it's like a Dreamcast game. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. Apparently so. Like that's what. You know what? Like it's like a reboot. It's kind of got a bit of a vibe about it that looks Dreamcasty. I mean, the mm-hmm. logo first of all. It's kind of dreamcasty. Um, it, it's basically like a tennis, like a paddle ball kind of, you know, it's yep. like breakout. It's more like breakout, I guess, is the, the game I'm thinking of. Um, but it, it's going to have multiplayer, I believe, right? This is, it's, we'll be able to play I, each other. I have I think, no, I didn't get, I just saw on Twitter. It is. Like it's going to have co op and versus. Okay. Um, it does. I, I, here's what I can tell you is, it's clear to me why it's not out yet and why it's going to be a couple months because the tracking's not perfect on it. Like the, and it feels a little slow and the performance doesn't seem great, but again, it's like a demo. I don't actually a hundred percent know why they put this out yet. Cause it just clearly just feels like it's not polished, but it's like, well, if the game's three months away, that's a lot of polishing time. Right. So like, why even put this out now? Why not put it out in two months? Cause it, Correct me if I'm wrong, but like oftentimes one of the biggest complaints about things like E3 and everything else is like making these demos pulls a lot of time away from the actual game development. So I get why, I guess, if they're going to do a demo, you put it out. But I'm surprised there wasn't someone there that was like, well, this is clearly like unfinished. And we're going to, you know, do it correctly. So like, I don't know the demo out when the game's ready so that if people want to try it before they buy it it's there well if it has like uh like i don't know if the demo has multiplayer components but you know with like multiplayer games and stuff like you get like betas and shit out in the wild before a couple of months before to like stress test things Uh, i guess that's kind of but i I don't know if i don't know if there's multiplayer in this yeah i mean if you have psvr you don't need to like worry about your the, your games release like getting lost in the crowd of games because people that are owning PSVR two are looking for new PSVR two games. Sure, you know what but, I mean. But I also would. I think it might also be the thing of it's still kind of fresh, right? Like we're about a month sure. out from from release. You know, in in a few months' time, there are going to be a, a a good portion of people who bought it at launch, and it's going to you know right now like my living room is still like we still have like the the coffee table off to the side because i'm still like playing vr mm-hmm. but at some point like the coffee table is going to return to the center of the room when i'm only <laughs> is playing it, that hard it. To move? no it's not but oh. it is that th- it is that thing of like it's currently over there because i am playing it consistently yeah. enough that it would be a pain to do it every time but there will come a point where it is like oh once maybe a week you know, it's not. It's going to be interesting because I I think that the big reason why I never really touched my original PSVR after uh, launch that much was because you had to plug everything in, and I don't have to worry yeah, about that now. Now I just it's just pick a cable. Up and, play. and thank God the cable goes right into the front of the system. Oh, yeah, right. Because if it didn't, that's just one more step for a lot of people. Because, you know, like mine's in an entertainment like console. Like I'd have to pull it out every time. That would be, yeah, it it, it just goes into the front of the PS5. So it just sits there. 
So I, I think I will play it consistently. I mean, it's going to depend on on the cadence of games. But I, I sure. think the thing is, is like, you know, it, it's funny. Like I go to the PSVR, I go to the the PSVR section on the PlayStation Store, you need and to it front is that up better. Yeah, it's I'm so confused about like what is out now, what is coming out, what I can the first demo. Two weeks, the PSVR two was out. It was on the front page of the store and it was a separate tab and now you have to search for that and it it should just be like right fucking there yeah it's i mean the all of the playstation ui is pretty bad um but it it, that they need to do a better job i mean there are several things around like marketing the vr and like all of this that they have kind of failed to do but my when i go to that tab and i see the stuff a lot of it is like half of the stuff there is like wish list or like or like mm. pre-order and stuff like this so i wonder if they are thinking like it would be best for us to put a demo out now and if people sure. like it like they can we can get a pre-order out or a wish list out of them versus waiting a couple months down the line i imagine between now and what is it june J- july like let's say this game is coming out yeah, june the increase in i think there isn't going to be like a steady increase of psvr2 units i think everyone that wanted one is going to get get it around launch and there won't be another like swell of of sales of it until a it either drops in price uh or b like a really killer game gets announced or releases like if they brought alex to the system or they announce a god of war you know, or a Spider-Man thing, any of their first party, you know, exclusive Call of the Mountain-esque kind of thing. So that that's probably my thinking, is they're probably we thinking... Fortnite on it. Oh, dude, especially with this this create, this Unreal thing. You know, you know it's funny, like, and all dreams. of the... <laughs> well, Dreams did have a PSVR 1. You yeah. could play PSVR, yeah. uh, Dreams in PSVR 1, but you cannot do it in... And I wonder if it's just, like, they are working on a ps5 like patch that's what I'm right because they'd they'd have to it would you i don't think a game can be like a ps4 game and run on psvr2 it has to be a psvr built title so you got to imagine the dreams coming but i don't know the the unreal the stuff that uh epic showed off with unreal in general but then that fortnite creator is unreal unreal it is the first time i think any of this stuff where it is like anyone can be a creator even when you know unreal 5 came out and they put those tools out like me seeing like creative 2.0 out of Fortnite is really the first time where i'm like oh fuck we are like i'm not the saying the Ford metaverse is going to be a dude, thing but, but like this is, this is roblox like 6.0 you know, yeah, this is yeah, this is Roblox twenty five years yeah. ahead of what what Roblox, like Roblox is doing. could have like three fucking generations of updates to that game. Give it a decade, it won't, it still won't be what Fortnite Creative two point is yeah becoming. Yeah, and it's funny because I've I've had an idea for like a like a kind of like bounty hunting video game. Mm. Um, do you uh try and like? Are you trying to wipe out this like alien parasite race? You can call them Metroids. Oh no, no, no. It's uh it was more like uh it was more like kind of like a survival game, but it is and I know there's like the hunt showdown, which 
people really like, but this one is a little bit less. It's like more procedurally generated and it's a lot less structured than Hunt the Showdown, which has like specific, like you have to like find three clues. And then once you find three clues, it like kind of points you to where the monster is. This and it is like a monster that you are hunting. This is more mm. like you pick up bounties and you like actually like search for like clues in the world that are like, oh, go talk to this person they think they saw them over here and then you go there Mine and you find you find Assassin's tracks Creed. i think it was like a multiplayer thing do you remember this what was the french assassin's creed oh um uh unity or unity yeah there you play like you can play co-op in there yeah where, you like, can play you like four player city and like people can look like the npcs or whatever but like you would get clues about i believe uh, multiple versions of Assassin's Creed had multiplayer components, but they were not good. No, <laughs> this I know. is like that's what I'm this saying. is like if you made like a good version of that. But I, I had I had I had this idea, and I was like, oh, well, like maybe I could like fuck around with Unreal Engine five, and like see, um, see what's up, and yeah. then. But then this got announced, and I was like, oh, maybe I just build it in Fortnite. Maybe yeah. I just give it a shot there. So I can finally uh, get my Pokemon Diddy Kong racing game that I always wanted. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know. Um, so so yeah, I well that this is more like a a new story, but um No, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Um yeah, in terms of things that I've been playing, um Did you bring Steam Deck or anything with you when you went to VK? I did, but I ended up I ended up I ended up playing Fortnite. <laughs> oh, right. not Fortnite. I ended up playing Destiny <laughs> on uh, just like over GeForce on my on my laptop. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, um, I did play a bit of the game Chia, which is on PS Extra and Premium. Um, yeah. And I had that loaded on my Steam Deck. I'm excited for that. Um, it's it's out now. I have it downloaded. Uh, I have an... but... I also downloaded Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which you told me about, and I started. That. Right, right. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it's it's that other thing of like, well, Resident Evil Four is out now too. Um, by the way, I'm if it's on PlayStation, I'm playing these games on my fucking headset with the big. Screen. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like a fucking idiot. Like, there's no, no. reason for me to do that. My I TV used to do is it. Like, you know, uh, it's a 65 inch OLED. Like, I don't need to use this fucking headset, but. Well, it's it, so it kind of cool. the heads the headset like fully immerses you. You yeah. can't look at your phone like you have to like play and watch That's the game. Exactly why I do it. Yeah, I I totally I totally get it. Um, speak, but so Resident Evil Four, you like you really like this game. This is one of your faves, right? Uh, actually, I would say it's the only Resident Evil that I say I I really liked. Okay, like because um I've played several of the others, but I think it's the only one I ever finished. Mm-hmm. Um. After this, I basically completely fell out of Resident Evil, and that makes sense. Well, when you after this, I wasn't the... a PlayStation gamer, and also like the franchise took a yeah, nosedive yeah, after yeah. this game, and it didn't really come Which back is the until next one, recently. The one that's in Africa, or is that six? yeah, no, five yeah. is the African one. I, I don't know really if they're going to revive cool. that. I just didn't have anyone to play co-op with, and I saw that all was the, the big thing. Bad, so I was just like, well, I'm not. I just didn't get it, and then and then uh, that was it. I was basically done with Resident Evil after that, except for there was like a Resident Evil like Wii style light gun game 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I was watching. So it's funny because I actually installed Resident Evil 2 Remake, which I got mm. like halfway through when I first played it. And that was that was like my first real time engaging with a Resident Evil game. And I was like, oh, I, I really like this, but I didn't finish it. And then I ended up playing RE7 and beating that and loved RE7. I loved Resident, e uh, Resident Evil 8. And so I went back and I was like, let me install Resident Evil 2 Remake on my Steam Deck. I'll play it while I'm away. Destiny got in the way. But I did like play a bit of RE2 Remake. And then now playing RE4 Remake, it yeah. is it is a weird thing to experience because it feels like a not only like a remake of a 20-year-old game, but also like a sequel to Resident Evil 2 Remake, if that makes sense. <laughs> like because it is building in the way that the original RE4 built off of RE2. This is building off of what they did in RE2 Remake. The big thing being like in RE2 Remake, I'm just like constantly annoyed by when I pick something up, it asks me to put it in a slot in my item thing. It's like you have so many things that you can hold at one time you got to put them in a slot and you're super limited in the beginning of RE2 Remake. You have like eight things. And every time you pick up like a, a little vial of gunpowder, it takes up one of those eight slots. Yeah. Your gun and your knife take up a slot each. Every box of ammo you get takes up a slot. And you're just like very quickly running out of space. And I'm just like, if I have space, just put it in there. Just put it sure. in the thing. Yep. And I, I boot up RE4 Remake and I pick something up and it's like, oh, that goes in your inventory. And then I'm like, oh, I look in the menu <laughs> and I have a briefcase that has way more slots. Oh, hell yeah. And I don't have to, it doesn't bring it up every time I pick up a new item yeah. for me to place it. And I'm like, well, that is something that they clearly like did when they went from the original RE2 to RE4 that is now also being translated and I'm experiencing it in the remake of like, oh, that's a great improvement they made, but they made that improvement 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's bizarre. And then the other thing, I re I'm very early on, but the thing I like about it is again, RE2 Remake is cool because it takes place in this police station, but it is very much like I am in this corridor. I am like going through, zombies are coming in and I have to maneuver around it. RE4 Remake is like you get to a small area and there's buildings dotted around and there's like several rooms that you have to tackle at once and you can maneuver through. Um, and which if you I'm very excited for you and I know you're going to try and play it in VR, but Resident Evil Village, which a game that I've played, <laughs> is very much like a feel like inspired by RE4 Remake. Yeah, Tom. Um <laughs> I you talked tried. about that last week. Okay. Um, I'm going to wait for RE4 okay. and not play 8 because, A, I just know I loved 4. Sure. So it's like, you know, I feel like I could get Resident Evil Burnout possibly very quickly and then, you know. Sure. Um, But the, I was fucking so scared the whole time I played that <laughs> fucking demo, Tom, and, and almost nothing happens. <laughs> And I was like, it, Teresa so was in the, the room just laughing. So the demo at me. for so the demo for village is when are you in the village? 
you basically you know it's it's the start of the game like you're in like an accident or whatever and you have to go into oh the okay then, yeah, yeah yeah but like even just like the beginning you're just like walking through the forest there's these dead crows that are hanging and shit yeah and like one of them fucking just like starts squawking next to you it's like right next so to my face good. i, so love I like it. jumped yeah. i can't like, even imagine it in <sighs> vr i played the tutorial in vr I, I played the tutorial in VR and I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like I'm going to, and it's just like, you know, you're testing out the guns at the gun range. I was like, fuck, I love village. I'm going to yeah. replay it in VR. And then I literally got to the point in the tutorial uh, where I don't know if it's in the demo, but you like go into a garage and all the lights are out yep. and there's just, it's just a garage. Yep. And I was just like, I am not going to play. This. <sighs> absolutely Tom, and nothing that was, happens that was one of the nothing scariest parts in the of that thing it was it was so dark in there and i had yeah. to keep telling i was like Teresa, i just need you to talk to remind my brain that i'm not in this space because this space fucking sucks yeah i just need to remember i'm in the living room yeah um yep. yeah but then no I, the, the, I did have one real big problem with it which was i really disliked getting grabbed by a character because then suddenly I lost all control of my movement, which in VR made me very feel like I felt queasy very yeah. quickly. And um, so then I Googled it and I saw that with the giant woman in that game, that that is something that also will happen. Oh yeah. She does it all uh, the time. People have some major complaints about that with the VR part. Honestly, like I would almost prefer if they snapped me out of first person just for that moment, because um it which they could do because there is a third person it. mode in village now there is a there is a, a third person version so hopefully with theory four, they, could do it. they won't have as big of a problem with that um, yeah so for that reason i'm just gonna wait for four uh because that tutorial was man it's just like it's like being in a haunted house you know yeah. uh it's pretty it's it's some real spooky fucking shit tom yeah um so yeah, PSVR 2 is pretty great. Uh, I started that Kakarot game. It's pretty cool. Um, how long is it? I, I meant to look that up and I didn't. I should look that up because I got to know what I'm I'm getting myself into before it gets my the hooks in me. You know, There's just so many games. I mean, I think it plays through the entire DBZ story. There's just too many games. Not enough time. 30 hours. <laughs> i mean i'm probably gonna play it but it's one of those it's one of those i, I really want to play chia so i might just stop playing it right now she is probably chia quicker first. yeah yeah because it's faster but also it's like i missed dbz kakarot when it came out anyway so i can so what play is that waiting right. you know i'm not whereas if i play chia in like four months like well that conversation's been had so i'm probably just gonna play Chia. in fact tom we held off game club so you picked another one if you'd like to pick a playstation plus game for the next few weeks for our game club it is i mean i'm down i am i i do want to play chia so because i would i would definitely play that game we so. we can we can put we can pick chia i just don't know if tuna has the extra or premium tier but i think right now tuna doesn't have a lot of time to play anything <laughs> <laughs> uh for listeners alex is just very busy with work at the moment yeah um that's just basically it he if you, has if really you don't if you don't know the uh weeks. the financial institutions of uh this fine well i didn't want to get into why <laughs> lots of things going down oh so I, I got something yesterday tom go ahead picked up this vinyl i saw this in discord 
everyone go join the discord where you can get these sneak peeks ahead of time and also go watch the video on youtube of this episode because chris is showing off a beautiful is this a mondo this is a beautiful ocarina of time of vinyl i know i think it's um it's not mondo but i did i do have i have a lot of vinyls on pre-order for this year i have a lot of like uh i didn't have any video game stuff which i just didn't think about until the tunic um art book was released like it's coming out soon so i pre-ordered it and i got a t-shirt and then they also have a fucking deluxe vinyl set and i'm like i'm getting that and then below it they were like oh you like that you might like this and i'm like i would like that and then i bought that too and it's this fucking legend of zelda the songs of time vinyl um it's great it's it's got everything you want it is ocarina you know it's got the brutal valley temple of time kokri forest song of storm you know all the hits are fucking in there tom and look at this vinyl i mean i know you saw it on the discord but i'll show for anyone it's very cool it's got the three colors you know of the uh fairies as well as the triforces and the uh stones were they the emeralds the stones the rubies what were they called the gems i think they were they were stones do you remember tom uh no i played ocarina of time once on the 3ds so Ooh. Alex would be mad right now listening to this. Besmirching the good name of Ocarina of Time. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. it's, um, I think, honestly, I think it's actually like some like alternate. It's not Mondo. It was like Mango, which I know sounds ridiculous, but I believe that that is correct. I'm just seeing where I actually got it from because it's pretty cool. And I'm sure there are some other people out there. I didn't realize it. It's Alex. Yeah, it is. Mango Mage Records. That Tom. is hilarious. They own, They have a very small collection. They have um, Edo Superstar, Blue Fire, Katara Fables, and then they have Zelda and Tunic. Like, they only have these, like, five limited LPs right now. But they do have other stuff coming soon. They have some other stuff. So, I don't know. Cool. I like it a lot. Um, but then I was like, I need to get some more gaming vinyl. So I've got some like sweet lo-fi stuff coming, like some, okay. like a lo-fi Pokemon, a lo-fi Animal Crossing, a lo-fi Sonic, which are going to be fucking sweet to put on in the background while I'm working. Um, so yeah. And a couple other video games. Do you have a vinyl player home? Um, no, there is, I just pre-ordered it Amanda yesterday. There is a severance oh, vinyl cool. coming out, and it is so fucking. There's an innie and an and an Audi version. The Audi version's the cheap version. It's like very simple. The innie version, Tom, looks like it's like a you know like a, oh, yeah. a file, and it has oh, like all yeah. these sick documents, and it has it has the dance party song, and like it has the rules for like how to acceptably have your dance party within the rules of you know of Kier and everything. It's so fucking sick. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. That's awesome. I can't wait for Severance to come back next year. Yeah, I was thinking about that show the other day. Very good. Apple has so many TV shows right now. Yeah. Fucking Ted Lasso's back. Yep. Are you watching that? Do you watch that? We we never finished season two, and we 
uh, came to a joint agreement that we're just going to wait for this whole season to be out and just finish it in like one go. Why not start it when there's like two or three weeks left so things don't get spoiled? Um, I don't care that much if I'm being okay, honest. Sure. It's one of those um, things where I know that like what's his name is like a bad guy now, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's what I mean. It's you're yeah. you're gonna lose the motivation because you're fine to think of that at a time. Well, we'll, we'll see. Um, um b- before we get stuck into other things, uh, yeah. Slater is in the live chat. He oh. says, "I'm on the. I, I don't actually kind of maybe you can make sense of this." He says, "I'm on the verge of playing Chia. It would take about the first two sentences of a Chris game hype monologue to get my buy-in." Well, I've heard people describe the exploration of that game as Breath of the Wild-esque. I mean, it is from the limited amount that I've played and everything that I've seen. And then you can also like, you can soul hop. (laughs) You can like hop, you can like, you can like jump into and become a crab, but you can also like become a banana. I mean, that's cool. So it's like Breath of the Wild meets Mario Odyssey. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) That's pretty sick. So look, let's let's do it. Let's 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 play it. Let's All right. do it. Okay. The game the game club game is gonna be Chia. Because it's not the Xbox Game Pass Game Club, it's just the unranked game club. So. They came out, Xbox came out with a game pass uh a new podcast and it's called Xbox Passport. And I'm like, fuck, that's good. Damn it. Passport's pretty good, yes. Yeah. I agree. That is pretty good. Um Nope. Oh, great. And it's only seven hours? Fuck yeah. Oh, it's seven hours? All yeah. right. There you go, Slater. There's a fucking hype for you right there. Breath of Wild, <laughs> Mario fucking like teleporting into body snatching. It's it's also like... Com- completionist is 18. So th- there's probably like a lot to a lot like of, see yeah, and find and shit. do, but... But seven yeah. hours? That's great. Yeah. I, Tom, any game now, if it looks yeah. like it's even, if it's like an eight out of 10, if you were like, this is a solid eight out of 10, it doesn't have to be nine out of 10 out of 10. If it's eight hours or less, I'm fucking I'm playing it. I'm yeah. In. Eight hours or less is such a great like length for a game. If, yeah. if I'm going to play a 20 hour game, that better be a good game. Yeah. Like, it better be a really good game because it's a lot of time. It's just so fun. Like, I'm, I am I'm stressing that before we get into news real quick. Let's hear it. I am a little stressed about Tears of the Kingdom because I what we Zelda, all Zelda nuts and bolts. I love that. Um, I'm just like we are all in such a different space than we were. I think Breath of the Wild came out at this excellent time. It also came out at a time for me of like. I was I would like had just moved to the city and I didn't really have a lot of things and I had spent like all of the money I had buying a switch and mm-hmm. Breath of the Kingdom and the the environment that we live in right now is just I feel very different and I'm just I I'm just like I really want and I'm, I'm it's probably not going to happen but I want Tears of the Kingdom to captivate me in sure. a way that the Breath of the Wild did and I'm really and Breath of the Wild I played constantly and I played like a hundred hours of it in the span of weeks. And I, I want tears of the kingdom to enrapture me in the way that that game did. And I'm just worried that it's not going to, but we'll see. That's it's interesting. Cause I have one worry and it is not that okay. I would say my worry is the opposite of that because this is the biggest gap between any two Zelda games to ever release. So 
the idea that this is going to disappoint you and just be more of the same. It's like, well, the, I think, I don't, I think, I don't think it's, I don't think it's um necessarily uh going to be, if this doesn't happen or whatever, a fault of the game. Mm-hmm. I just think like the environment, my mindset, my world that I am living in, the the way in which my life is different from the environment and world I was living in when I played Breath of the Wild. I, I'm worried about that. Like I think the game yeah, then, is going it's just to gonna be... be like one big nostalgia bump. You're gonna feel like you're you know, I feel like I'm back. You're, you're back I mean... in your twenties, Tom. <laughs> I mean, you know, you got it's... short hair. It's so Life funny because I mean I actually got a we got, oh you we do a little bit of the the short hair back. Yeah. It's still longer than it ever really was then, but yeah, um, did get a haircut. That also did happen. Uh, it, it, but it's so funny you say that. But like that was one of the most like stressful times of my yeah. life. I was like yeah. I was on the like entering like proper adulthood, like having to deal with shit on my own really properly. Uh, it was it was not not a good time, but Breath of the Wild was the one thing where I was like lost in it, mm-hmm. and now um, so yeah, so it's 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 not necessarily a, a worry about the game, or and it's more about like uh, I'm just worried that it's it's going to be incredible, but it's not going to be, it's just not going to be this revelatory thing that like Breath of the Wild was for me. But anyway, I mean, we'll find I, out how we feel. If in your there. expectation is to for it to feel revelatory again then yes i think you're already going to be disappointed because you know you can only do the the magic trick once and then it's not a magic you know you can only see it for the first time it's like when we got ocarina of time that was it and then everything else was you know that came after it was kind of heavily based on that and now breath of the wild is sort of the new baseline to expect i'm just worried that it's going to play like shit that's what I'm I don't think. About. I don't think it'll play like shit. I think First it, game kind of played like shit. It was still good, and we put up with it, but it, it didn't play great, if you remember. And imagine if you were playing it on Wii U, the console it was originally designed for. It played like <laughs> shit on that. So I'm worried that like it might. Did it not play, play like well? Shit. I remember it playing great. I remember it. Feeling you remember great. what happened when you went to fucking uh, the forest, and you dropped down into like the teens and the frame rate. <laughs> Oh yeah, and then like I remember, like you having to navigate something and like and in the forest, unlocked the frame. Rate I swear too, to so God, it was, like super fucking hitchy. Uh, I I swear to God, if we, if we have some more bullshit <laughs> motion control shrines. <laughs> oh no, we will. Right, if we're gonna have shrines, you're gonna have bullshit shrines because you have to. Like, you how many things can you come up to do with? Right, yeah. there's gonna be a whole bunch of new tools, but there's gonna be some motion oh bullshit. My God, are we gonna get dungeons i can't believe that we don't know anything about this game still you know that's the weird thing to me <laughs> like so there's bizarre. got it feels like there's got to be some kind of a secret right like there's something that is being held back or they're not and it's possible that like the the big element of this is how many ways you'll be able to combine abilities or like the mechanics because it, it is very like fucking assemble your race car here i mean <laughs> whatever we, we'll see we don't know. i don't know what like, this game is bro we don't, i don't know Just oh maybe us. i am maybe Miyamoto. i should be more worried about this Miyamoto, game. tell us what it what? is <laughs> yeah that's a good it's point. fucking april it's like about to be april just delay oh. it just put it out with a new switch i don't want to play it on this switch <laughs> i would i would honestly if if the rumors are true that a new switch is coming at the end of the year tom i'll honestly 
like I, I would I would so much prefer this game to come out at the end of the year. I'd rather it be delayed than get to play if, on this hardware. In all honesty, if Nintendo came out at their next direct before Breath of the Wild drops, this is not going to happen because no. they would never announce it. No, this they way. want you to buy it twice. But if they announced it where it was like, we are going to have another Switch at the end of the year. Are you waiting? Like, are you actually going to wait to play? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Because I'm also not. I'm not worried about like a spoiler. Sure. You know? Yeah. It's the the feeling of the game. Yeah. The stories in these games or whatever. Like, Like, don't get me wrong. I enjoy them. But, like, that's not why I play it. No. And Breath of the Wild, like, if it's anything like Breath of the Wild's story, it is nothing. It is yeah. literally nothing. I mean, it, um, in some it ways, it is like Star Wars, right? Like, when the story is good, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, hell yeah. This Zelda game's got a great story. But when the story's not good, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, it's got the fucking Master Sword. It's yeah. got the music. Yeah. Like, you know, so, like, it's Zelda's That's how I'm feeling about this season of Mandalorian, if I'm being oh, perfectly God, I... honest. Oh, this season of the Mandalorian, Tom? I love it. But... This season of the Mandalorian is for people that watched the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, and I'm telling you, if you are a fan of the animated shows, this show it is feels like those firing shows come on to all life cylinders. Now. I think that's what the rest of the series is going to be like. I think we're going to be getting. I think we're going to be getting more live action Luke in like a season or two. We're fucking Ezra Bridger is going to be coming back. We're going to get Thrawn. Yo, it is. This is basically about to turn into like a full fucking saga. This thing, it's so. You got to just get, watch the animated shows. Tom, find like 300 more hours in your life. <laughs> Go watch seven uh, seasons of one animated show but it's and crazy then five seasons of I'm another like, animated show. I, I got like five seasons deep in Clone Wars and I'm still waiting for that show to like get really good. Like to Clone, Wars, Clone Wars is a lot more uneven than Rebels. Rebels just gets better and better every season. And honestly, the first season is, I think, the only one that's kind of eh in okay. Rebels. Clone Wars is like the first three seasons are like every now and then there's like a sick episode. But they're, they're a little too um, old school cartoony in the way that they're like. You could just miss an episode and it doesn't matter the long term story with a lot of them. It's it's mm-hmm. just not very serialized at, at the beginning. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I told you. I don't know if you used it, but like the guides that are like just watching yeah, these episodes. Yeah, but then the you see the com- I, we I know, talked about I know, this before, and then you see the comments and the guides, and they're like, "This guide leaves out this episode, and it's crucial to understanding this and that." I know, but like, you can't oh. trust any of these Star Wars nerds. <laughs> but I just I just don't I think know. I can trust <laughs> Star Wars. Period. Yeah. I don't know what I'm getting. This yeah. week's episode of The Mandalorian was, I, I tweeted out. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. I haven't right. seen it. All right. So, uh, the you only should, thing I know you, is that you, it's okay. Carl Weathers, but well, Teresa uh, is traveling for work, so I won't see it for two more days. I would heavily suggest if you don't want it to be spoiled to stay off of uh, of the, the old internet. I mean, the only internet I really use now is TikTok, but I don't really get Star Wars stuff in my TikTok. My TikTok is basically... I mean, we, Dan and I talked about this last week. It's uh, a lot of queer talk for some reason. It's a lot of uh, okay. autistic talk and ADHD talk. Okay. Which TikTok basically thinks I'm like an autistic lesbian is is what what and and that I flip houses. 
if you watch my TikTok, you'd think that I was like an autistic lesbian who flips houses. That's and amazing. Loves plants. Like, but I think I just enjoy watching these other people's content. But it, <laughs> the, the gay, the gay yeah. autistic people. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. That's that's basically what my TikTok is. Um, I don't really get any Star Wars stuff on there. So that's, you know, hopefully the um, algorithm doesn't change it up on you. And I haven't I mean, I never bothered to delete it, but I, I haven't used my Twitter since like November or October or something. So, I mean, there I deleted go. the app, so I'm never really on there. I only like people I'm like Tuna with TikTok, whereas he doesn't have it on his phone. And so he like goes to the website when he gets links. Dude, so, it's so fucking funny it's to me. So funny because I'm like, oh, like, but didn't you see the comment and didn't you like see the first video? And he's like, no, like I can only see whatever video you send me. And I'm like, all right, well then I can't like send you half the things I would send you because sometimes you have to like click the reply video or see what you know, and it's, it doesn't work. Um, that's that's me with tweets. If I share you a tweet, someone else sent it to me or I saw it somewhere. Else yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm not on Twitter anymore. Uh, and I gotta tell you, Tom. Very good for the You're brain. Happy. Yeah. Very good I'm for the sure. brain. Every yeah. every time I've I've looked at it and I've seen people tweeting, I'm like, man, everyone's just fucking angry on this website. I'm glad I'm not on this anymore. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I I fucking like deleted it um off of my phone that yeah. one night, the app, and I like didn't interact with it for the whole evening. I was like, this is great. Yeah. And then like the next day I had work and I was like, oh fuck, I need this yep. work. Like I cannot not have it which the phones need to have profiles like i want to like like how on your computer you can have user accounts i want to be able to set wait can't you kind of do that you with can the do that on focus modes now kind of but not not, not entirely in the, yeah. not not in the way that you want it to work that i would you like can, that. you can do that on android i would like that because there are times where i'm doing things where i'm working and i'm like you know, because my ADHD, I fucking open TikTok and there goes 45 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Um, I would like to be able to just like have one that doesn't have any social media on it and like anything but like, you know, a handful of apps while I'm doing I think with X the focus, I think with the focus stuff, I don't know if you can like block, but you can't have it be like your home screen. Yeah, that's what I would the like. App. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't, that'd be sick. You can't do that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's too bad. <sighs> anyway. Um, you want to talk about news? Yeah, let's get into the news. There's some cool stuff, man. There's a lot of cool stuff. Let's talk about it. Tom, where do you want to start? Uh, I, let's start with you. Do you want to talk? Well, let me ask you. I'm going to give you three stories. You let me know where you want to start. Do you want to talk about Ooh, Fortnite like creative stuff? Do you want to talk about the TMNT game? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to talk about the Lego Drive I game? I want to talk about the Lego Drive game. I okay. was like, he better say, because when you said TMNT, I was like, oh, yes, I do want to talk about that. But he better fucking say Lego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the one I'm waiting But So this is not a TT, um, not, not a Traveler's Tales game. This is not from the main group that works on Lego games. Uh, this is being done by uh, 2K. Um, and it is essentially a modern version of lego races which is awesome because i played the fuck out of that game and it looks very much like uh they had you know forza horizon 4 had that lego tie-in and it looks like they were like we should make a whole game that is this and then it also has uh gameplay elements of and it's very arcadey right so it's like 
and you know there's like drifting and you can pick up it's open world but you get into races and you can pick up items as well so yeah, it's, you know, it's it has like that mario, mario kart, kart or sonic like lego transform yeah. or hot wheels it's it's not like Forza. but it also has um elements of uh ubisoft's racing series which is called the crew where when you so you can be in a race and say you're on say you're on track or like road you're in like a sports car and then when you go off road uh it transforms into an atv and then if you hit a ramp and then you hit the the like a river and that's part of the race now it immediately like transforms into a boat um, i want to pause you there Mm. before we go forward because there's more to say but this to me already made me more excited than mario kart and i have a small problem with the current state of Mario Kart. Okay. Diddy Kong Racing, I still think, was a much better game than Mario Kart N64. The hovercrafts were way more interesting than the fucking... the What Mario Kart has done, I think, as of late... And don't get me wrong, Mario Kart, great game. But I feel like so much of what makes the tracks like fun and interesting, it's all superficial. It's all just like distractions. It's like, you know, animated things on the course. I feel like we've kind of gone away from like a lot of the secret paths and shortcuts that made things feel more fun in the older games. Like you you had to make, you had to try and fa- find ways to make the races feel more dynamic through pathways in the old games. Whereas now they're just more concerned with like, how many carts can we put on the field? Like, what can we make it look like when you hit a boost? Like, oh, it's like your tires like float on the sides. It's like, well, or with like the, uh, I don't know if you've played any of the new tracks and a lot of them being from imported from tour, but now the gimmick and it's cool. Like I like it. The tracks are very long. Like it's really weird in these new like packs mm-hmm. that you'll like play a tour track and then you'll play like one of the older tracks. And like in the span of what one lap would be in one of the, tour tracks like you do like a whole race on the old ones but in the tour tracks the whole thing is is that when you go through a new lap they're all like the uh some of the older mario kart levels that are every lap is different yeah and so what will happen is is like you do the lap and you start at the same point but like the you'll take a left turn instead of a right now you're going in a new area kind of interesting um however the thing diddy kong racing did was like when you were in the air, you didn't just get like a fucking hang lighter. And I, I think <laughs> all of the underwater stuff in Mario, it, Mario Kart is actually really lame because it is literally just visual. Like it doesn't really affect you in any like meaningful way. And the water doesn't add anything interesting to the gameplay. Whereas like this it is slows like, it down. Yeah. this is like what Diddy Kong did. It's like, you have to like, the waves are going to be part of it. Like, the way that affects like how you jump and how you move like with your vehicle like is affected by the physics of the water much more interesting because you can like go in the air and turn into a plane like a Mario Kart like you were in Diddy Kong you're flying in Mario Kart it's just a hang glider it's yeah. like it's just kind of aesthetic like with the hang glider I, I understand there's a level of control that you can do that can make a big difference in Mario Kart so at least the hang glider has more going on with it but this this just feels this Lego game feels much more inspired by Diddy Kong Racing to me, which I've talked about for the last seven years on this show as being amazing. <laughs> so I'm very, very excited for this game. I'm yeah. Very excited for this game. And, you know, in terms of like the mechanics, it's certainly that. But the the overworld 
yeah. and like how you enter races like if you've played forza horizon like it is that game which is great like if it's not broke don't fix it but you are just like driving and then there'll be you know somewhere on the road there'll be an event you stop at now you're in a race um yeah it, dude it looks so sick uh there is a gameplay preview uh up at GameSpot. Uh, and other outlets uh, got hands-on with it, but like everyone seems really high on it. Um, and yeah, I'm. It's coming out in May, I believe, May nineteenth. So just like another like game to like pack into this like time period. By the way, you'll be able to like design some of your vehicles. I don't know if it's all of them. I don't know if like oh, I can mod out what my ATV. Will... I'm assuming like it should be. You should be able to make changes to all those things. You and I can... don't know what gameplay effects they'll have. Yeah, That's something so... that can be superficial. I'd be fine with it. Um, I'm pretty sure um, that so there will both be like builds that you can pick up that like tell you like give you an instruction booklet yeah. of like this piece goes here and you, you're building it but you can build kind of whatever you want um, and I don't know necessarily if the physics of it um it's it's not clear to me whether the physics will make a difference, but from the way the game looks when it plays, the cars that they are driving in in some of these gameplay videos that people have put out, like it does look like the the build of the car that you are in is physically ch changing the way that the drive works. So I I imagine that it would affect the physics uh, there. And um, so yes, yeah, so you can build whatever, and then you create, you kind of like create um groups of vehicles so you say like this is my road vehicle this is the atv that i want it to become this is the boat this is the plane i want it to be and you create like these uh packs of vehicles uh yeah sounds great man i have one concern mm. can you guess what that is um no not dlc not and microtransactions Oh, so sure. I, I looked and there's, you know, a hundred dollar edition as well as the $70 edition and a $120 edition. And it talks about a drive pass as well as in-game like mm -hmm. minifigs that you can get. There's like a new biome that you can get four individual post-launch seasons of drive pass, each with new vehicles and themes. And my concern is um, as much as I think, you know, modding out your cars and stuff is fun. If those things are anything but superficial and they affect the gameplay, that is like an instant like, well, I'm just not going to play. I, I like I might not even get it if, if they affect the gameplay because I just worry it could be a pay to win situation. Sure. I just don't want to be forced to be pay, like buying, you know, seasons of a game that like I'm probably not going to play it enough to like, you know, justify. justify yeah. But I also don't want someone to be able to just, you know, drop a hundred dollars and you just have a better car. Um, and, and I, the only reason I'm concerned slightly is that I feel like games that target children are usually a lot more nefarious with the kind of like bullshit they try to get away with because they're easier to trick and they don't have a good concept of money. Um, <laughs> you know, look at Fortnite. Like if, mm -hmm. if Fortnite couldn't just fucking get children to spend their parents' money, they wouldn't have made, you know. <laughs> quite a bit of it um so but but you know to that point everything in fortnite is cosmetic like there's nothing that it it can make you yes. better in fortnite than other so that's I'm what sure, I'm, I'm sure there will be a bunch of bull i'm sure it'll be like 
hey, you want things to build your own Batmobile. You're going to have to buy the Batman that, That's where I'm like fine with it. I'm like, but as I think long that's as what it's it aesthetic, like if my yeah. car, like if my my standard car and your standard car, my standard ATV and yours, the only difference is aesthetic and like you, you've got the fucking Jurassic Park Jeep and you've got the Batmobile. I'm like, you yeah, know, that's sick. You know that if it's all if it's only cosmetic and they drop like a ten dollar Jurassic Park, then pack, I will buy it. I, I will know you will buy it. it. I In fact, know you. Will. If it's all cosmetic, Tom, I'm much more likely to also no, buy the DLCs for the seasons because then I'm like, oh well, I'll want those. Yeah, and that's fine. But if it's not cosmetic, that's where I'm going to be like, oh cool, you're going to. I don't. I I I think it would be a huge. I mean, it's not like the world's biggest. You know, it's not going to be like. We, the we're biggest just not game at the, the time year. yet where I think I can give developers the benefit of the doubt. I feel like we're we're sure. we're turning that corner. We've gotten much better as games come out, but at least once or twice a year, there's a game that comes out that like we have to basically make the de- the developers have to get fucking walked back on the kind of shit yeah, that they, have they the, try and pull yeah. with these games. All of the online stuff, like the Redfall developers and the previews for all Redfall, like uh, half of the articles out were like Redfall developers looking into way to make single player not persistent online and stuff like that. And yeah, and so yeah, I no, I, I agree. There is There are a lot of situations. I do feel though that like I cannot even think of the last time a game came out that utilizes the battle pass system other than like gotcha games, which are very much, I mean, they're not competitive, so it's not pay to win, but like you have to keep spending money to could get just like also roles be predatory and stuff. on, um, even if it's cosmetic, it could still be predatory in the way that like, Oh, totally. It upgrades. Like remember what happened to halo infinite and like the price of the things they were trying to give you yeah. and like how unbelievably difficult they made the grind to unlock anything. So that you would just be like, well, if I want anything, I'm going to have to pay money. Like it, it's just, I look at this and I just see, you know, toy shelves, which are always just filled with crap to try and rip people off. And I'm like, this seems like the easiest fucking mark out of every game I know that's coming out this year to try and fucking rip people off, (laughs) try and scam people out of their money. And again, it's totally unfounded. But until I have more details, I'm going to have these concerns, which I'm more concerned about it because it looks so good. You know? Like, if I thought whatever about this game, I wouldn't care. Right. (laughs) Fucking. But I want this game to be awesome. Yeah, no, I get you. Um, All right, what else we got? Well, so we we spoke about we spoke about Fortnite and uh, the kind of battle pass nature of that. So let's talk about Fortnite Creative 2.0 and Unreal Editor for Fortnite. So GDC is happening right now. Um, uh, Epic that makes Fortnite also makes Unreal. They showed off some of the latest updates for Unreal Engine Five, but the biggest thing is that they are. They they have made a thing called Unreal Editor for Fortnite, and they have partnered this with Fortnite Creative 2.0, uh, which means that now you are not using uh, just like these weird, like bespoke only for Fortnite tools. You are using a ver- an, a version of Unreal Engine to make stuff in Fortnite, and they you have can go and use Maya. You could use Blender. You can make assets and then import them. Yeah, yeah. You could go on Fiverr and be like, "Hey, can you?" You can you go know, on Chat GPT 
<laughs> they don't they don't do that no Although, i know i, I know i know uh, there probably is one now that is starting to render 3d stuff at some point you know I'm sure which hey, well they also cool. did you see did you see the thing that they did yes. with the uh the the real-time like animations where they had someone on stage with a phone like do like do a performance and then within minutes they'd like scan their face with the phone camera and like they had like a 3d model of them yeah it's it, it, stuff it, like that is the thing that like i'm actually really excited for ai because it should be a tool assist that speeds things up for you allows you to get more done um it shouldn't just like be making the content though you know yeah no i, I completely agree with that it, it's, it's like our animes could be better like imagine imagine if you could make keyframes by drawing them but then have the ai you know, we already have versions of this. Like Adobe's been working on their interpolation software to like fake slow mo, right? Yeah. For like years, like you could take and like a... we have morph cuts and stuff, and like in like editing now, which is exactly. a godsend of a tool. But imagine you, take, if you could just yeah. have the AI draw the actual frames in between. So you're like, I'm, you know, like I took this model. Here's the model I, I wanted to go from here to here. Fill in the gaps because yeah. then it's like you're taking. That's the kind of shit that should be used for because. Animation takes so long because it's so work intensive. Like that's sick. That's so cool. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so there are three. Currently, there are three um, little game experiences that Epic has put out that they have built okay. with uh, UEFN is what it's you know shorthand. Uh, that is on Fortnite. I checked all three of them out. I sent one of them. <laughs> to you guys yeah, uh, which cool. is like a little escape the room and i'm in my stormtrooper costume i'm gonna uh, play that tonight to be honest with you it, i mean it takes a minute to do the whole thing well, i mean like, i'm just gonna go cool. i'm gonna load a fortnite it, i'm gonna try one, it but check it out man and that yeah. so there's three one there's like Gu forest guardian there's that one and then there's like a team deathmatch like in a call of duty map mode oh, cool. which looks unreal cool. um and it's so funny though because it's they, there's still a little bit of jank. Like this was definitely made in like an editor for Fortnite rather than like their own tools. Um, but they're incredible to look at. And um, God, it just, everything in Unreal 5 just looks mind-blowingly good. Uh, but yeah, so Creative 2.0 and all of this stuff is available for, for now, uh, available now for people to, to check out. And it should mean that this is the, this seeing this stuff is the first time where I have believed that there is going like Fortnite really does have the potential to be a platform where there is like its own universe happening. Like yeah. th this is this is the first time it's gonna do what Dreams wanted in 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 many ways, right? Yeah, like take Dreams, take Forge, and take Roblox, put them together, but make them do twice as much and look twice as good as all those things combined. And it's and it's funny because there's this this game that was and it's kind of like a, a Fortnite-esque platform. It's called Everywhere. It was a part of one of Jeff Keeley's events. I can't remember if it was Summer Games Fest or Game Awards or whatever. And there was recently a game by a former Grand Theft Auto developer who was like, I'm making a new game with my team and we are making it in this game everywhere. But I just feel that like Epic just like has such a it has all of the things it needs to yeah. to completely own this space. Um so yeah, go make stuff. If you're if you're making anything, make sure to join the Discord. 
and drop it in the Discord and let mm. us know. Uh, we'll definitely, maybe we can make a, I don't know if enough people are doing it, we can make a channel or something, but would love to check out people's creations. And uh, I might go try and experiment with some stuff as well. We should, we should. They, you know, it'll be really cool, Tom. Mm. I don't know if you can do this or not. You should, we should find out. Um, and honestly, they should just add it. They should figure out how to do it. If not co-op building in creative mode, like we, like, you know, two, three, four people in there. It's like fucking just start churning shit out a lot faster too. <laughs> well, I'm sure that there are ways to, um, uh, I mean, you know, if it is, if it is, I, I haven't actually checked out this program, but if it's anything like Unreal Editor, like we will be able to share files and assets and stuff sure. like that yeah. uh, pretty seamlessly. Uh, oh, Slater says you can co-op build. Oh, well, there you okay. go. That sounds very cool. I'm actually excited to check that out then. There we go. Um, and then the I think the last big news story we should talk about is, yeah, a TMNT AAA God of War inspired game based on the last Ronin graphic novel that came out a couple of years ago. Uh is happening we don't know who the developer is but paramount uh the ip holders of tmnt have said that it is happening which sounds awesome you've, you've read it it's awesome it's the cool yeah. i um hold on i read it digitally so i don't own it digitally but i do own this which is basically like a road to 100. It was about like the 100th issue of like this story in TMNT. It was written by former guest on the podcast, Patrick Ellers, the Nintendo Cartridge Society. He actually wrote this book. Um, and like, did, there's like a whole interview that he does in here with like, you know, the creators of the TMNT stuff um, of like the comic story and everything. Uh, it's very cool. So then after this came out at the beginning of the pandemic, and then I got, I was like, I should get some turtles comics and stuff and so i was on my ipad and tom do you have what do you know about this character i mean have i know i haven't read it but in the article that polygon because it was this was all announced through polygon uh i did have it spoiled for me <laughs> what like the the kind of re reveal in the storyline but the idea of is who it is yeah the sure. idea is is that it's one of the four turtles we don't know who it is they wield one one turtle weapons. is remaining yeah. All of the turtles but one are dead. Yeah. Including Splinter. Right. All gone. Not a turtle, but yes. Right. But of the crew, of the turtle crew. And it's like gone. a post apocalyptic situation, right? Yeah. And the, the turtles clan lost, rules. basically. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's a post apocalyptic story. It's one of the turtles is, has survived. They are using all of the uh weapons of the other turtles and yeah in reading the polygon article it does spoil which turtle it is which would have been cool to um to find out but it also like makes sense, i think I it's think. not that important i mean like yeah. it was cool in the story it was like oh but at the same time it's like man the baddest thing about this is there's one fucking turtle left and yeah. he's carrying all the weapons he's carrying like the burden of being all of the turtles so like yeah. if he runs into some fools he like basically this turtle is so badass and hardcore now that it was it may as well have, you may as well have ran into all four 
is like yeah, how he is fighting person. them. Yeah, now. it's so sick. <laughs> um, so the idea is is that it's a single it's it's a single player game. Uh, you will play as the last Ronin, but uh, there may be some. Um, there are like flashbacks, I guess, in the book, and like depending on how the game goes, like you may flashback and like play as the turtles in the past. Um, or maybe other characters, maybe April O'Neil. I don't know what her her deal is. I would um, love if they. I mean, no. Sorry. Uh, there's there's one other turtle character I think who is like super fucking cool. Do you know about Jenica? Is she from the live action series? Uh, I don't know if they did her in live action. I feel like okay. I have heard about that. Jenica. Jenica is a female turtle. She's a woman. She actually, yeah, they had... she started as a human, becomes gotcha. a turtle. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so this is this is a turtle from from the books. Because in the live in the live action like nineties show, there is a female turtle as yeah. well. She she worked under Shredder in the Foot Clan, so she was bad. And so she has gotcha. like Shredder's claw weapons. That's her weapon. Yeah, I'm looking. But at she it, yeah. she becomes good and like works under Splinter. It's pretty cool i'd say like jenica and ronan are like the two coolest non-core turtle like concepts in off tnt um very cool I i'm i'm really excited last ronan is really fucking cool it's a very different take turtles are back turtles are back man we had that really cool turtles game last year in the summer hell We're getting yeah this dude. fucking seth rogan movie which looks we like fucking, it's awesome. we played that we played that that whole fucking thing in three it was so that that yeah, was so it. fun that was so much fun that game yeah. was really good um turtles back i'm very excited I, are, are you pumped for that movie because i don't know about you but i am excited for that turtles movie based on that trailer the animation looked incredible yeah, and it looks, you know, like very uh into the spider verse inspired, yeah. which I'm very excited about. Um I am I'm 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 more excited for this game, to be honest, than than that film because I feel that like while it looks like a great version of that, we have had Sure that version. This is something of the we've turtles. never gotten. This is really yeah. off the beaten path for the Turks. Unless you so... get the live actions, which are kind of fucking dark. <laughs> the I did original not watch, live action movies. Oh, the 90s ones. They're yeah. kind of fucking dark, man. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say the uh the Michael Bay oh, ones, I which that. I haven't I touched them with a, a 10 foot no. pole. I don't need to see those. <laughs> yeah. Uh well cool. Do you want to do a little listener mail? I would. All right, we'll do some quick mail. Drop us a line, 805-738-8692, or you can go to questions for the pod. There's a link in the show notes. Or you can email it on rankpodcast.com. Uh, all right, well, Epic Neckbeard asked a question. He said, can you answer here on the pod what happened to Harmony EOP? I answered in there, but then also, uh, why is my screen is so dark? Spiffy followed up and was like, oh, I wanted to know this too. So I'll, I'll just say it on the podcast. So basically, and I think I had said this before, but it was a while ago. Also, not everyone hears every episode. I got very burned out during the pandemic. Um, early into the pandemic, shipping became basically impossible. There are people who are still waiting, like shipping times for games and production because of, I don't remember if everyone remembers, but up until like l early last year, there was still a shortage on many things. Yeah. Um, I received a game or two early last year that I had bought 
in like the fall of 2019 because of the pandemic. It was basically impossible to make a game if you weren't already making games. So it's like, okay, I'm not even going to fucking bother right now because I couldn't even print new like versions of the game that I wanted to test because it was like just unavailable. I couldn't get it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put this aside. So basically 2020, I was like, I'm just not going to look at this again. And then last year I was going to start on it, but then I got the job at G4 and I'm like, okay. So basically that is in the back burner because right now I'm working on another project. But when I finish this, Lost season seven. <laughs> then I'm going. No no, 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 no. I have this other project I've been working on. Um, John and I have been writing something. We're going to be pitching it to some places when we're done. Uh, but right now, that's really taking up the majority of my time. Um, cool. I've been writing this series for like a year and a half. So we have like a whole show bible now. We have four seasons outlined. We have every episode summarized for seasons one and two. We have several scripts. We have concept like been a ton of work for the last year and a half um we have like tentative pitches lined up with studios and stuff so we'll see what happens very um, cool um but until i finish that i'm like i i can't spread like i i can't do yeah projects no. like that at once you 100%. know 100 so and then when said, you go back to harmony it'll be like from the creator of the hit new tv show Lost season seven. <laughs> yeah, lost season seven. <laughs> um, you're trying to hide the fact that you're not pitching lost season seven to places, but that's true. Yeah. Um, I did recently meet someone in the tabletop gaming space, uh, who I will be showing my game to at some point in the future when I'm ready. Uh, who has made a lot of very, very big tabletop games including like the power rangers game uh oh they they're renegade i don't know i mean play renegade publishes the power rangers tabletop game oh but they're like the creator right they're the designer very cool so and and that's not even the biggest ip like this person has made the games for and he's like the or a lead guy um I, i recently met him through a friend and so i was telling him about my game and stuff and he was like yeah no i would definitely uh play tests and give you advice and stuff so but i'm like yeah i'm just not going to be working on it though for at least another like two months (laughs) (laughs) because you just can't i mean you're you're trying to write a thing right now tom like you imagine if i was like hey also do this other creative thing at the same time no 100 like i wrote the first i wrote like it's so funny because i've just been like for the the longest time being like i want to write i want to like do a short film like i Mm want to do i want to do something i want to do something that can be marketed beyond just it and i like it took forever to come up with what i think is a really cool I- core idea mm-hmm. and i was like oh i'll sit down and write it and then i'll make it and then like once i'd finished and sat down to write it all of the steps <laughs> in between that and like getting like even not just like putting it out and mm-hmm. like a- having it done the steps to making it i was like oh wait i have to line this up I have to get these people on board. I have to cast this thing. I have to do location mm. scouting. I have to like get the money together for this. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, what have I done? But anyway, yes. Um, I also need to make sure I have a script. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, you can't I mean, even that do is, any of that stuff. Yeah. You, uh, that, I mean, fortunately, the, I think the, the majority of that work has been done. But, um, yes, it is, uh, any kind of like creative endeavor. It just, 
is very tough. Very yeah. tough. Yeah. I mean, like the the first draft of the pilot we wrote is like ten months old. And we have sure. rewritten it several times, but now we have but then like when you're trying to write a series or something, um, the more you develop later on, I'm like, right. oh well you now we need back. to go and make yeah. a bunch of changes because yeah. these characters have changed. This character doesn't exist anymore. There's these other yeah. like so there's our a, pilot a right number, now we're like yeah. okay we have to change again like a third there of it. Things, <laughs> there are things in this this script that I've written that is only like ten pages long. Yeah. That by the time I'd finished getting to the end of the tenth page, I was like, oh, I need to go back and change this thing that happens mm-hmm. in the opening moments for this to like make more sense. So like I can't even imagine like on a that you know it's that thing of like when you you know you you we rag on lost for being like why did they introduce these fucking characters and why why did this happen and why why is walt like what's going on with that but especially like back then like it was such a a, the structure for creating tv was so insane that like no wonder that they had like all these all these uh all these like it little like, inconsistencies and issues it's, it's wild yeah so there you go uh another question came in this was from monarchist what's the ending to a game movie or tv show you think you could have made better and how would you have made it better um i don't want to be lame and say game of thrones but I sort of want to say Game of Thrones and I would have made it better by just like giving it an extra season. Like, honestly, <laughs> like basically the the whole problem with that final season of the show is everything is just so fucking rushed that it, it all feels almost like meaningless. Like you took seven years to get up to the point you're at. And then you did like almost seven years worth of like shit in one season. It felt like. Like everything just moved so fast, it just felt like they wanted to be done with it while I was watching it. And then it made it hard to enjoy it as a viewer. So I'm like, well, if the creators don't care, why should I? Um, so that that is the thing that sticks out to me the most, Tom. A game, a game or a movie or a TV show? Sure. Um, I'll I'll give two answers. The the one that really comes fresh to my mind first is um uh john wick 4 <laughs> oh man which hasn't uh come out yet yeah, uh, so for a lot of people really say. so i can't really say but that there are things narratively to and it's not even just john wick 4 and it's it's what i mentioned the last time i was on the podcast i just think that like there is no like plot at all in mm. three and four so it's more like the second half of this quadrilogy i would i would maybe have a little bit more foresight <laughs> and maybe go back and and try and make it like feel like we're actually like there's a story um but we can talk about that when people have seen it uh a game that i would change the ending to uh this is going to be an interesting one uh the last of us part two um so i'm not gonna spoil any story elements since uh now there are probably people including yourself who are invested in this world but let's just say part two is structured in there is a big first half of the game and then there is a equal like by the time you finish what is the halfway point of the game it feels like a narrative conclusion in a lot of ways and then there's like another whole half of a game um and i love that 
And then to resolve kind of the story of both halves, there's a very meaty third act that isn't as big as the other two halves, but is like substantial. Mm-hmm. And it it just introduces a lot of things very quickly to kind of set up the environment for where the characters are. And I I, I, it's the weakest it is easily the weakest part of that game and I think that there is a better way to and I, at the same time understand why they did it but I think to get to the end point that they were trying to get to in that last chunk of the game there was like a way better way to do it I don't know off the top of my dome what the change would be but um, I would shorten it <laughs> <laughs> I would get to that narrative conclusion and gameplay conclusion a little bit faster. I would not introduce so many kind of new elements at such a last minute. Uh, for people who will have played the game, they'll know what I'm talking about. Um, I would have kept it very familiar to what was happening in the first two chunks. Um, and yeah, shortened it and gotten just kind of to a a, a narrative conclusion faster because after you're done with those first two halves you are like ready to be done with that game Mm -hmm. and then it's like no we're gonna continue and we're gonna do some some of the least interesting story stuff like happens at the end of that game so yeah i got a movie for you okay 65 all right, so oh, I saw God. 65. Tom, first of all, two things. I've heard this movie is not good. <laughs> way better than the reviews say. I feel like okay. the critics were overly harsh on it. Okay. However, it's you should go into it thinking of it more like a horror movie because it feels more like a horror movie. Sure. Horror movies are things that don't traditionally review all that well either. Um historically up until recently yeah. though like i feel like recently but like, because this wasn't marketed that way sure it was more like a but sci-fi it feels constructed that way and the way that like yeah. the world and, and the story beats feel it feels that way and it is the very trailer much like... s- s- made it feel that way i feel like uh it was it like oh like and the, it's sci-fi. And the dinosaur like, is the behind you kind of talk about the science fiction elements not being like they were like oh they don't like explain enough or like they don't do enough with the plot and i'm like but the plot is like a simple. It's just a, it's it's Adam Driver surviving on an on a fucking planet with dinosaurs, and it's scary as hell. Like that's the plot. It's a survival story, basically. Like it's actually kind of a horror story. The movie, throughout the movie, Teresa and I were kind of like, I mean, it's not like a good movie, but it's not bad. It's like yeah. it's fine. Watchable. Like I'm enjoying it because Adam Driver is is trying his fucking hardest. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is acting, he's trying to act his ass out of the Jurassic period. Like he is, he is <laughs> really giving it a go. We'll, we'll get back to our timeline by acting. <laughs> it, it is unbelievable how hard he is giving it his all. This was not mm-hmm. just a paycheck. He was like, this is fucking sweet. Like I would have fun doing this, especially because so much of the acting is nonverbal. So I actually think like it's kind of interesting. And he's such a good, he's he's such a good performance actor that it's not just his deliveries that are good it's he's a he's a really physical actor and it's not about like him being a badass it's just like he's he's very emotive with like his facial expressions with his eyes with the way he moves his body. so like all of that was actually good the story is eh, but the last 15 minutes tom <laughs> okay yeah 
the it was it's similar to how I felt about Black Adam. Black Adam was much worse than this movie, much, much, much worse. Sure. The last like half hour of Black Adam, like actually like the last act is just fucking hot garbage. Okay. Some of the worst like 30 minutes of movie I've ever seen. The last 10 to 15 minutes of this movie, it really just goes off the rails, Tom. In it a bad way. Like, yeah. And it was fine, but at no point during the movie did I want to laugh at it for kind of being bad. And then I suddenly did. And I think this is what <laughs> kind of hurt the movie with the critics because that was like kind of what you walk away with. Yeah, yeah. They get to, let's say, the end of their journey or what feels like it. And I'm like, we're here. I'm like, great. And then it was like, what if we threw like six more calamities at you right now? <laughs> and it was just calamity after calamity. And I'm like, okay, okay. After calamity. After, and it was just relentless. And like, you, you kind of just put him through like an hour and 10 minutes of just like, not a good time. You could have just ended it. And it, it, I would have been like, that's a that was a fun time I had. I don't need to see it again necessarily, but I don't feel like I wasted my time. It was bad. So how how would I change it? Is when you get to the moment before shit just starts popping off at the end, it just ends. Like there's a very obvious way it could have just ended, and it just would have ended there. Sure. And none of the other things that went wrong would have went wrong. And I think. I think it would have twice the Rotten Tomato score that it has. Top. I think it <laughs> would be thirty to twice. a sixty. <laughs> that's hey, that's a huge difference. Yeah, that is a huge difference. <laughs> yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's very like up until then, I'm kind of like, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, watching Adam Driver like fucking dinosaurs. I did, however, like why it's called sixty five, and I've seen people who are like annoyed with that. And I'm like, no, actually it's, it's actually clever. I think why well, it's 65 million years ago. Right. Yeah, it is. But uh, it's more specific than that actually is what okay. you would find. Yeah. So it's, it's cool though. It's cool. Right. I, I think, I think it was I worth will seeing. watch it when it's on Netflix or whatever it's going to come to. Yeah. But if you also have something like an A-list, like it's also worth seeing if you're not going to be, paying extra money for it which is also why i saw it like you know well the thing is is like i pay for brooks to you know what i mean okay so i was doing that with therese right yeah was like i have it and then you're like she's not gonna go well no but there's so many movies this year like i looked at how many movies are. oh wait did you just go by yourself no but i would pay for her ticket okay instead of getting her a-list because there's probably usually only a movie a month we want to see together right whereas there might be more that i want to go see and yeah. so I'll go with like Matt or John to see things she doesn't really care about. But we looked at how many movies are coming out this year that we're like even semi-interested in. I'm like, oh, you would actually go to plenty of these. And there were so many, there are more than enough times where at least for the next like six months, there's multiple movies a month list. that mm-hmm. she's going to go. And I was like, oh, I'm going to actually save, like I did the math on, I'm going to save a few hundred dollars. So I just bought, so I just bought her a list and I'm just going to cancel it. Like once I'm like, Oh, okay. Like if there aren't very many movies coming out again, like Like I'm like, I don't know what's coming. I am seeing, uh, I'm seeing John Wick and Dolby this weekend because we saw it in like a regular ass theater. And I was like, I have to go see this in Dolby despite any trepidations I have with the film. So I'm seeing that the day we're going to a trampoline park on Saturday. Oh, fun. Careful. It's going to be great. Careful. 
<laughs> you don't just you. sound just like my dad. <laughs> You're getting older. People, people fucking get hurt at those places. <laughs> and as someone who got a back injury last year and recently just like I bent over the wrong way and re-heard it. <laughs> fucking be careful. Tom. All right. I'll, do I'll, your stretch. Like legit. Do do, just legit do a couple stretches for you. <laughs> fucking get out on that trampoline. Well, we're doing that on Saturday. And then I'm seeing uh, John Wick. Uh, with someone, I have an extra ticket. Brooke isn't coming, uh, but we'll we'll see, <laughs> we'll see who takes. I I bought it thinking that one friend would come and they might. It's like wishy washy, so we'll see what happens. You got to figure but, out your Mario details, dude. So we have it figured out. We're seeing it Easter Monday, but the theater that Tuna wants to go to like doesn't have tickets up yet. It's Is an Dan AMC. going or just just you? Dan? Dan was like, don't try and fit me into any plans i was like all right fine but we were we originally <laughs> the original plan was to see it friday of that week but we're seeing the D movie uh with brooks D group oh cool because that's coming out i guess yeah. that comes out like the weekend before but we're seeing it the weekend mario comes out so uh, my a-list is about to be like but that's what i've I'm got saying. all three books you know like yeah, yeah. And it was like, and we also just saw Creed, and we saw. Um, oh, I do need to go Cocaine see Creed Bear. So it's like this year already. Like we've we've seen like we've been to the movies like five or six times already this year, and I have several more like coming up. Yeah. I'm like, oh, movies are back in 2023. Yeah. By the way, it was like it was because of the pandemic. Like, that's why last year the movies kind of like there wasn't that many movies, but movies are back, baby. Let's go. Movies are back. Team and T is back. Games are back. But we're getting the Games fuck out of here, Tom. We're getting the hell out of here. Country talk. Uh, Go join the Discord um, where there is a lot of free conversation. We've had some newcomers recently, which is great. Uh, And if you like it there and if you like the pod and want to listen live like Slater does from time to time or check out the post show in which I will this week be talking about I saw Megan finally. Oh, hell I'm going yeah. to talk about my Megan thoughts. So if you want to nice. hear about those, become a Spartan sub or simp, whichever way you take it. And, uh, you know, stay in ranks. Suck it. Hell yeah. Um, have you watched more Lost? No, we have. We right, didn't you, watch you any gotta more get back in it. I know. We did. We, I'll tell you this. We made a, a quite a bit of progress in in season three um because I've, I've been sitting on the finale waiting for you to tell me when you're there <laughs> uh i think uh maybe after this brooke and i will watch an episode she did say she would potentially be down to we will see do you know happens. where you are at we're like right before um oh we've got to watch claire's episode oh that's that's the which it's so funny to be like oh that's like a downer episode it's not like it's like bad but it's like right now while the plot's like really moving towards shit like and you know like every episode like is kind of like really starting to count in like a big way it definitely feels like a a slower one but yeah yeah yeah. it's not bad though brooke had a we're not watching lost while we're away we watched so much we have watched so much bob's burgers though (laughs) Oh, Bob's Burgers! Great. It's great. It's great it's show. a show that I Brooke loves, and she watches it week to week. Who and are your favorite characters? I mean, we are Tina and Bob, uh, Linda and Bob, in so many ways. Okay, 
I I think just them their dynamic is great. I think Linda is the best character. Okay. Uh, out of the side characters, Teddy. <laughs> we watched sure. one episode recently where like <laughs> uh Bob like gets like a friend who's like an archaeologist and he like he's like a recently divorced guy who's like looking to make friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like Teddy pretends he has this friend called Charlie. And he keeps <laughs> And Bob like keeps getting texts on his phone, and like Linda's like, "Who's that?" He's like, "Oh, it's just Teddy, texting me constantly, saying, Oops, I meant to text Charlie.'" And then it cuts to like Teddy like walking down the street, and he's like, "All right, I'm just gonna walk by. I'm just gonna take a quick peek in, and I'm gonna walk past." So funny. Um, we we have watched we watched so many episodes of that. Um, probably as many. Uh hours as much as as lost to finish the whole thing it's a very uh, good show i'm a big fan of bob's burgers it's also I the watched... only tv show i know of where uh someone was kicked off for being in an insurrection oh wait who jimmy pesto oh the voice actor, <laughs> the voice actor jimmy, pesto? jimmy pesto someone someone was on twitter and uh-huh. goes like when the fbi put out all his pictures and people were looking through it someone goes isn't that jimmy pesto and like you know a tweet and then someone on bob's burgers was like that's absolutely him and like and then they like fucking just kicked him out oh my god i had no <laughs> idea that's amazing i had no idea we we definitely we're still like in the earlier well we're i guess we're halfway through the show's run um because we started on season five because i had watched the first four seasons which was like my time in college and my roommates would watch it. So I watched it with them. And then after that, I just never caught up with it. And Brooke was watching like the latest episode from one of the latest seasons um, on TV. And I was like, fuck, this is good. Like we should watch this. And so we've been catching up and it's been, it's been great. Been enjoying that. But Megan watched Megan, watched the unrated cut, which I I was, Uh, sorry. I just, I I pulled up the picture. So this, okay, go ahead. the FBI put it out, you know, when they were like, yeah, 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 here's pictures. And so they had two pictures of the guy. They were like, if anyone knows who's the, who the, these people are, and this fucking Jimmy Pesto did a direction. Is uh, which guy, is that the, is that the same person in yeah, both images? Yeah, yeah, okay, put the mask up and the mask down. Wow. <laughs> and someone quote tweeted it. It's like, isn't that Jimmy Pesto from Bob's Burger? Holy shit. Does he voice any other characters? Is that character like not in the show anymore or they just get someone else to voice him? I don't know. Cause I, 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 um, I think I watched the first like four or five seasons, like straight through. And then at some point, because there is like a, a, I love Bob's burgers, but there's basically just like two episodes. There's either we're going to (laughs) lose the fucking restaurant and it's just like economic anxiety for an episode or it's you know just some off the rails fucking unhinged shit with the kids it's like one of two things happens yeah the off the rails unhinged stuff i love at a certain point i think i got a little tired of constantly watching these people be nervous about losing everything they have (laughs) and so now i kind of just like every now and then i'm like oh this is a the one like rare show I have in my life that I just put a random episode on and I might not have seen it and I haven't blown through yeah. all of it. And so I've been yeah. keeping it that way. I, I feel that I, I we, I, I am always fiending for, for, I just think it's so smartly done. The situations they get in are so clever and the dialogue is like, just so my humor. Yeah. And like, the, it's, it's so well-written. It's the, the quips and just like the little mannerisms are like, Oh my god, it's 
funny. Uh, so Megan, though, um, I liked Megan. I was really hoping for it to, like, I was really hoping to like it more than I did, but it just kind of, like, mad. This is a paint-by-numbers film. I mean, I did say, the one thing I said to you is, like, yeah. it's exactly what you think the movie is. It's yeah. not going to really do anything you don't know what it is. All of the all of the best moments are in the trailer. There's a handful that are not in the trailer. Uh, but it's also because they were just, like, brutal. I feel yeah i mean but some uh, of the best a lot of the best moments are in the trailer yes oh you mean the ear oh my god dude. <laughs> the ear the ear the ear was comical it was so great because it was like so comically not a real ear <laughs> like she's pulling on it and it's just like stretching for like so two feet. from what i understand that's in the unrated version in the rated version uh -huh. they don't show it as much once it gets to the point that it's like ridiculous that's yeah. like that it cuts there and just rips off yeah. So like it actually seemed more realistic, I think, in the rated version. In the unrated version, she pulls it out like it's Play-Doh. It's so it was awesome. I love that. Oh moment. my god. That kid um, is the biggest piece of shit too. Like that yeah. scene is so good because like you meet this no, kid. He, he's deserved, such a he, he, dick. He, yeah, he 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 had what was coming to him. Um it was like barbarian in that way. Whereas, like, it's one of the few times where, like, like it was, like, a horror movie trope, like, where they're, like, hey, here's a oh, fucking asshole. Yeah. We're going to give you a character that we, you are going to root against. You are going to yeah. root for the monster with this character yeah. is ultimately, yeah. like, what they did. Um, Yeah, it's interesting talking about a Barbarian because I think ultimately I liked Barbarian more, but I think it takes bigger swings. This just, sure. like, plays it, like, really safe. Um, I thought that I liked... You know, it's funny. Um, you know, in I wrote I wrote my script like the the night after I'd watched Megan, mm -hmm. and it it's just I liked all of the stuff that they were doing with the this doll is like a physical manifestation of the horrific like emotional void that this girl is going through and her aunt is going through and their inability to connect. And it's like, this is like this manifestation take form. And in mm -hmm. the moments where they try and extrapolate on that and show that, and like the horror isn't necessarily Megan. The horror is like the kid's dependency on this doll. And it, it plays more in the realm of like, Oh, the doll is just like creepy and fucked up and trying to kill people. Um, but I, the moments where I kind of like felt like horrified is when like the girl is turning on the mother, and they have that bit at the end where Megan's like, "Hey, like you know, it would be best for you if she wasn't in your life. Like, let's kill her together." And I, that is where I think like for me, I, 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 I the the emotional uh, attachment to all of that and all of that storytelling I thought was like the strongest stuff. I don't mm -hmm. necessarily think it was the best written stuff, but. Um, I liked that the most, but then in the end, it is just like, yeah, let's have these two robots fight. Um, yeah, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Sick. Yeah. Which, by the way, I don't know Check if you've heard. Bruce. If you see a, a Bruce in the first act, he's going to get used in the third. I, I don't know. The moment heard, I saw that robot, I was um, like, it's going to fight the it's going to fight the doll. <laughs> but there's a there's a movie series that was based on Rock'em Sock'em Robots. 
real steel. Yeah, and it's getting a TV series on Disney Plus, no and I'm way. so fucking excited no for it, Tom. Tom, is I'm that a Dis- so is that a, is fucking... that a fo- is that a Fox acquisition thing? I guess so. I'm so pumped. I was so into Real Steel. They had that Xbox. <laughs> Were you really? 7- oh yeah, dude. Fucking. Love oh, there it. was an Xbox 720 in like, the in Real yeah, Steel yeah, too. Yeah, super funny. Everyone's like, "It's coming, Xbox 720." Um, I mean. You, I agree with what you're saying. There is an underlying theme that is actually, I think, the other real horror, which is that, um, I mean, it's all supposed to be about essentially like how the monster of capitalism requires people to like take shortcuts. It's very Jurassic Park. It's like, oh, well, we didn't have time for this. So, like, we didn't put parental controls on. We don't have any way to, like, make sure it's not going to be violent. We don't have, like, and it was because the guy's like, well, you have to fucking put it out. Like, I don't give a shit. We got to sell these things. And it was like, "Um, okay, like, I'll do it. And it was because, like, it was just, like, all this short-sighted thinking and how that basically, like, just, like, corrupts people because it's, like, just in the name of money. And it was like, oh, well, like, had they actually, you know, it's, it's very much like a Westworld, you know, like. Sure the AI has gone rogue kind of a story. Um, and it just shows like how stupid and short-sighted people are. Cause I think people always watch those kinds of movies or TV shows. And they're like, this would never happen. The aliens, the robots wouldn't take over. And I'm like, you know, a lot of the times I agree with that because in like a Westworld or an iRobot, right. They were smart. Like that world was like well-structured and like put together. And like, there weren't people taking shortcuts. It was all supposed to be about how um, almost like, organically this artificial life form gained sentience whereas in this it was like hey we straight up know this is a problem but we don't got time to fix it (laughs) and i'm like oh fuck that's really scary because that's probably why that would happen that would happen because we're like and and then you stop and think about it you go oh wait that's what we're doing all the time like that's that's what the message is like i, I the the major yeah, underlying I mean, we, we, thing here we don't is even like, need we don't even need like a robot with a body we like we have social media and like the last yeah. 10 years is like oh there are like things that we didn't even like really consider or think about in cr- the creation of these tools and it's too late to put the genie back in the bottle yeah it's I, like cars I, I, right like we built our whole society on cars and no one stopped to think about how much that is going to destroy <laughs> Like everything, one of the things being like the environment, but we're like, well, everyone needs their cars. You got to make money. I got to make money. Like we don't have any choice. And it's just like that. So like that part is there. They could have done more with it. No, totally. And I don't, I don't think that. I I think think that's like the depth, a fun film that helps it Um, like be a little bit better than. And all of those in, in those moments when those lines happen, where it's like, oh, I didn't even like, she has to like retroactively make herself like, a second user in order to be able right. to yes control herself and because all I, we do is react to stuff and we don't yeah you know and, but you know and i think those moments are good i just think personally for me like the thing that like you know uh, the the the, the, ho- the horror movies that really stick with me are the ones that like touch something like internally like emotionally and i think like the like the this this was more entertainment than anything but it did you know right but i'm just saying that like the 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 what really worked is like this kind of like and you know talking about it like from like a, a a macro like capitalist sentiment like 
the our addiction to technology, right? Mm -hmm. This kid's like inability, like literal inability to detach herself from that. She needs, she emotionally needs this doll. It isn't just like a, oh, it brings me entertainment. It's like this thing is my world. Like that, all of that was like the stuff that like makes you <laughs> a little bit like oh, inside. Yeah. Well, um, but that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like for the aunt. It was the exact same thing, though. It's right, just it's just shown in a different way for her. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just have to be able to make things, and like because like because I have to be successful and I have to be wealthy and like I have to put my creation above other people. People are gonna die because of that, and like it's so like she has like the same kind of addiction that, that yeah. her niece has. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's definitely happening in the uh, in the aunt as well. But when know, I said entertainment, I meant more of just like. This movie, although Ultimately, it has these it's themes, more it's just an action horror. Yes. Yeah, it's it's yes. more like a yes. versus like it, and and that's the thing is like it one hundred percent nails what it was trying to do. Yes. It is it it all of these like tertiary elements of like the horrors of capitalism, the horrors of like losing parents, and like the emotional void that is left behind. Like those are secondary focuses that mm -hmm. build the main story which is what if there was a fucking killer robot that did tiktok dances and it does <laughs> it very well and all of the visuals the shot where it is sitting on the toy bench among the stuffed animals is mm. like a stroke of genius mm -hmm. i just i i it it did really nail what it was trying to do um oh my god dude did we have the conversation about getting hit with a fucking um like oh if you get hit with a fucking power washer like you're gonna get fucked up yeah we did we did, did we have, have that, that conversation? conversation yes we did it fucking happens in this yes. movie at the way i don't know if in the uh in the in the did you have you seen the unrated version or i have not okay uh, i maybe i'll watch it maybe i'll watch um it what ha what happens in the power washer scene do you see like do you see it it because like see her get hit by it but and it like pushed her like i think against the wall or whatever yeah then it cuts away and i think you just see like the water running in and then it starts running red and like okay. you hear the screams so and you in the unrated version you see her fuck up her yeah. face with the fucking power washer and she's like hitting her in the cheek and her skin is just like peeling away um that was sick i want to see great. that and it's so funny because <laughs> Yo, that was the scariest thing to me, yeah. by the way, was when she like starts mimicking the dog's bark. Yes. When oh, she was doing the mimicking God. stuff was because she mimics like she can just and, record like, any audio. Yeah, and, then and play when it back. she's and when she's um well, I don't know if it's necessarily that or if it's like an AI model that yeah, is like either she can way. Train. It's, yeah. It's, you know. And in the end, when she's in the house and the kid comes out and she like covers her mouth and like she like pretends to be yeah. her and stuff. I thought that was cool, but um, it was so funny because when when yeah, she pretends to be the dog. The woman goes in the shed, and then she like rises, and then you see she's got the power washer in her hand. I was like, oh no, Chris told me those really fuck you up. Like you can't fuck around with those. Like that was the thought that I had, and then she fucks her up, dude. That is that funny. Was so funny. Does that happen? Yeah. Because we had that conversation before Megan came out. Like, I don't remember how it came up, but yeah. we had yeah, that conversation it, it, before Megan came out. Uh, so so you, we were talking about, like, power washing, and I was, like, making a thing of, like, I wonder what it feels like against the you skin. Said, yeah, and you I'm were like, like no. absolutely not. <laughs> don't don't fucking the, find out, Tom. <laughs> the one thing in the movie, though, that was really funny was, like, anytime, like, a character sees the doll, initially they're like, what the fuck? But then, like, very quickly, they're like, 
all right, well, I guess like it's okay that this is yeah, yeah. if I saw it, I would be like, if I ran that school camp or whatever, and yeah, the doll was in the back of the car, I'd be, I was like, what the fuck? And then the kid is like, I was like, absolutely not. You're not being a part of this camp. Get the fuck out of here. Turn that car around. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Which, like, by the way, the doll is like strong and smart. But at the same time, before it goes like full evil and like has weapons and shit, you yeah. could just fucking, you know, yeet that thing. And I could swear, you? if I were, isn't it like made of titanium? Like, isn't yeah, it? But Although the... that kid, I guess, could carry. I have so... picked it up. To... Yeah, so yeah. I'd be like, I, I am on. I would have been murdered by this thing like that kid because <laughs> I would have also just been like, that thing's a demon, and I'm gonna kill it right now. Yeah, it's like there's there is no way. I am going to bed. There's no way I'm turning my back on this thing. <laughs> this this thing needs to be destroyed. Yep. By the way, they set up two sequels in that movie because that jackass Kurt sold the fucking software for it. Right. Laws and all, which they don't know about. Yeah. Which, remember, they set up that third-party company. It's like, well, they just knock them off, and they're cheap, and they're like, crap. So, like, now you're going to have these fucking just, like, busted-ass <laughs> Megans running around, and it fucking installed itself on the fucking... In the... Yeah. Oh! Uh, on her little AI bot or whatever. Yeah. Cool movie. Megan X Chucky. That's what I'm waiting for. Well, it's funny you say that because we watched it on Peacock, right? Mm -hmm. Is the thing. So we watched it on Peacock and I was watching it. I was like, this is a modern Chucky. Like they just like yes. fucking did like a modern yes. version of Chucky. And then it like, <laughs> like rolled into when it finished, it rolled into the first episode of the Chucky TV show. That is happening. Yeah, there's a Chucky TV show out right now, so it rolled into the first episode is Mark of that. Hamill and I was doing like, the voice in that. I think. He is doing the yeah. voice in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard it's actually yeah. pretty good. My my whole thing with like, I get that it's a ripoff of Chucky, but I think no, just it's... like I think I think it's actually more interesting in in some ways, just because Chucky is like is voodoo. It was like a criminal who uses voodoo yeah, Chucky, magic to Chucky is literally and... Ch Chucky is the core of Megan of like what if there was a sentient doll? Isn't that a creepy idea? Without any of the without any of the Chucky. elements that like make it interesting, you yeah. know, like of, and then when they like, start doing Bride of Chucky and shit, and it's like yeah. the most hot well, topic ass it, it, movie I've ever seen in yeah, my life. It like devolves into like the first Chucky is actually I I mean I have only seen the first Chucky. Oh, I've seen all everything. Of them. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. But from what I understand, they kind of devolve into like co more comedic. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah, big time. There you go. You know what the other the other best choice to life horror is? Small soldiers. You ever see that? Oh, it's not dude. actually a horror movie, but it's a fucking horror movie, dude. bro. So I loved that movie. <laughs> Do you know what's like so fucked up? What I I love toy soldiers. But um, or was it small soldiers? It is small soldiers. Okay, small soldiers. Yeah, yeah. small small soldiers is great, awesome movie. Um, I just loved to. It was like at the height of like me being into toys and stuff, so I just mm -hmm. thought it was so cool. But um, I kind of had to have it explained to me by my dad after the first time I saw that movie that the soldiers are the bad guys. <laughs> You were like rooting against the kid, dude. Well, because like <laughs> in toy world, they are the heroes, right? Like, and I understand. I just think I was very, very young when that movie came out. I was like maybe five when that movie came out, 
And so, like, my grasp of what they were trying to do of, like, actually the monsters are good, right? Because that's the whole message when you watch it later. I got to watch that movie. I fucking love that movie. I've seen it so many times since. But the whole message is, like, no, the monsters, like, they have, when they're coming up with the characters and stuff, the, the guy that's creating the monsters is, like, no, like, I want them to have a, I want them to have a Bible. Like, I want them to have a world. Like, I want them yeah. to feel real. And then, like, the other guy who designs the soldiers is just, like, yep. Like we're gonna have Chip Hazard and like all this stuff. Fuck, I gotta watch Small Soldiers. I love that film, but I did have to have it explained to me by my dad that like, no, because I was sad at the end because the soldiers lose. And I was like, what the fuck? Yes, and my dad was like, no, they're the bad guys. I was like, what? Anyway, oh my god, great movie. Which, yeah, I'm. I might rewatch that actually tonight. Dude, just for fun. Small that was a fucking cool movie, film. bro. Actually, no, I'm gonna wait for it. So we um. We're gonna wrap it up here, but I, I do want to say we uh I've been like redoing the upstairs a little bit um not redoing it but just adding more to like our roof just for outdoors getting it ready for spring did a lot of cleaning up there just because the winter time we're not up there a lot but I I bought a bunch of like cool shit for the roof I basically am turning the roof into like your favorite bar that has like an outdoors area okay. because now I've got like the shade I've got a pergola. I've got the lights up. I could also do like colored lights. I've got, you know, the projector. We've got like nice seats and a good table and shit, right? But now I just bought like fucking, I bought giant Jenga and I bought like giant Connect Four. And you know what else I got, Tom? I got a, um, I got these like portable beer pongs that are basically like two little tripods that have like a triangle that the cups go in, which is great. Okay. And I got, uh, what's the, what's the last Wait, thing? Wait, is it just one cup? No, no, it's it's got all ten cups. It's oh okay. It, it's like a portable one, so you could like play it out wherever you're at. Um, I got weighted balls because I'm on the roof and it's windy up there. So yeah. they make outdoor like beer pong balls that are basically meant to be played for beer pong. They're okay. weighted, so they'll throw a little bit differently, but they're also not going to get blown away. And then I got a what, what's that game? Cornhole, the worst fucking name of a game <laughs> ever. I've been up to your roof. Is there space to play cornhole up there? It's 23 feet long. But you've got a couch taking up most of that, right? Like a good portion of that. Well, like, um, I don't know. When were you here? Uh, I mean, uh, I would have been here with Brooke in 2021 is when we would have seen. Things. Okay. So I we 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 bought a very cheap couch. It was nice because it was like big, but it was very cheap. It's way bigger than it needed to be. So we we replaced it with like this much nicer couch where like, oh my God, the cushions are so fucking nice. We got there. It's called outer. But the thing that's so nice about it is like um, just dealing with those tarps and like keeping them clean and shit is such a nightmare up there. These they're like built into the seat, the cover. So each seat has its own cover that you just fucking like grab from the back and it just right over the front. And that's it. It's like super quick and easy. <laughs> but um they're all sectional. So now we actually have like the couches like across from each other. So there's like there's a lot of space. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to come play cornhole this summer. We're gonna be we're gonna be in town in September. So we'll come play cornhole. We'll make play cornhole. I'll make you a fucking the be the best espresso or latte you've ever had uh, well, we made it fucking hotel humes over here <laughs> my my lattes are have gotten out of control Therese was like we we actually went to a couple coffee places recently we were like 
we make them better not as at good home now. Yeah. Yeah. And like well, I just paid six dollars for well, this. Well, that was the goal, right? Like you uh yeah. you wanted you wanted to not have to spend as much. And uh yeah. It seems like we spend a lot, but like each coffee we make, each latte I make, it costs a dollar eighty. Yeah. And when I go so, out, they cost like five to seven dollars. Yeah. So, at least. Yeah. <laughs> saving a lot there, long term. All right. Well, that's podcast. That was a beefy post show though. Yeah, it was good though. Yeah.